it has been over 13 freaking years. We've waited. We've waited with bated breath. We have played all the other games. We have been patient. And on Tuesday, we are finally getting goddamn Resident Evil 2. Shut up, Ryan! (laughs) Kingdom Hearts 3 is real. Brandon, shut your face. We are not getting it next year. We are getting it on Tuesday. It is here. We are going to get it. The reviews are good. The wait is over. Hallelujah! It's not out yet. As Ryan said, it's not out yet. Anything can happen between now and Tuesday. (laughs) Don't you dare. Hey, 48 hours is a long time. (laughs) Don't you dare. What was that thing Kirk posted? Or is like, what if it's just... An entire game of Donald Duck singing "Simple and Clean." <laughs> oh yeah, I repo- I, I also posted that that song again because it's it's the best song ever. Anyway, introduce us. This ben. is the 127th episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast, and I promise that I will try to keep my Kingdom Hearts talk to a bare minimum. So bare. you're done. Then. Emphasis on bare. So I mean, so you're going to be hearing about it in pieces over the next like what f- month? Yeah, because every time we get together, it'll be like I played some Kingdom Hearts three. Here's the like that'll yeah, be yeah. the update. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So, like, Brandon's gonna be like, "Oh, I'm Ben Magnet, Brett, uh, Brandon T. McClure, Hi. Sparks with Wiggy, hey. and uh, Happy Birthday, Ryan James Eliopoulos." Thanks. I like that. That's the and a Happy Birthday, Ryan James Eliopoulos. But like, Yay. Kingdom Hearts three. No, Everybody no. clap for two seconds only. No, the end. Okay, thanks. That's it. <laughs> well, you, you <laughs> like make a big spectacle on your birthday. Dude, I don't so. care about birthdays. Well, Happy Birthday, man. Like, thanks, man. Like, you and I, you are like my friend Sparks. In that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are you are birthday Grinches. Well, well, the thing is, like, uh, all like the big birthdays happen, and now it's just like I make the joke, like I'm just one year closer to death. So, like, oh. you, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's always thirty. Some, I guess for me, yeah. it's always just somewhere along the line. I, I just, I didn't get into the idea of throwing a party about myself. Yes, I just don't. That, that I already became don't like too vain enough. for me. Yeah, not that I judge other people for doing it. I just for I me, it became judged, too vain. So I. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just want Brandon. Start. You have such a lack of self confidence on the regular that I'm happy when you decide to celebrate yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wasn't that's, prepared for this. That's good. <laughs> Change the subject quickly. Kingdom Hearts three? No, anything else? <laughs> Simple and clean. Uh, hi guys, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. How was your week, Ryan? Uh, actually, I'm a pool of Ben. Oh. Uh, work was pretty pretty tiring this week. Yeah, it, I, work I know, yeah. work usually doesn't affect me. Uh, and I like to be pretty spunky, but like I've been getting out real late and been like really tired. Oh. Like this week, I'm like real tired. But yeah, luckily, yeah. I have uh, I have uh, the next day off for my birthday, so I can relax, just hang out with my homies, nice. record a nice podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him the past couple nights. He's been coming home, and he, I would just be like, "Hey, man!" And he's like, <sighs> "Hey," and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, bad I mean, day." <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I try not to let it affect me, but uh, no, I know. I'm, I'm here now, so we're all good. Yeah, yeah, we're all here now. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I finally finished Sunstone Volume Five. Oh, how long did it take you? A couple years. Alrighty. I, uh, I was putting it off because this book was so influential to me. Like the first three volumes, kind of put me on a different path in my life. Look, I'm gonna be real real upfront with you guys. It is a book about it is a BDSM love story. It, I'm not assu- <laughs> insinuating that I have all of this a sudden is... been into BDSM. Oh, I should have got you Fifty Shades of, of, of Darkness. What's no. it called? Fifty Shades of Darkness. Fifty Shades of Darkness. Fifty Shades of Darkness. It's because we were mixing up the gray titles. Or <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, so yeah. yeah. Well, Fifty Shades of Darkness is like um, a Kingdom Hearts thing. Okay, you're right. Oh, there's Kingdom Hearts again. <laughs> there you go. Um, take a sh- so for those of you playing at home, take a shot whenever nah, I mention Kingdom no, Hearts. You'll be <laughs> drunk by the end of the episode. <laughs> you'll be dead. Don't 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 seriously do. Yeah, don't don't seriously do that. If you're gonna drink anything, just drink water. Take a shot of water. There you go. Stay hydrated. Don't die. Nobody so, should play that game. Public service <laughs> announcement. Stay hydrated. I just want to know the, the guy who goes to a bar. He's like, "Give me a shot of water." <laughs> <laughs> you got it, buddy. Um, it's milk. 
Get me a shot of milk. Ew. I, so Chocolate. I, I've, <laughs> been, <laughs> I've been really into uh, the Sunstone volumes. I, I met Stepan Sajic, who's the writer of them. Um, an artist. An artist. He's a writer, artist. And uh, I was just kind of like, you know, when do I get to, like, when should I, when should I read this, this volume? Because I, I knew it was over, but now the volume six has been solicited and, and previews. I'm like, Oh, I should, I should, you probably, should get into it again. Yeah. Should probably read it. Um, well, because he, so he separates them with five, five volume, uh, volumes, the original graphic novel. So every five is a different couple. Uh-huh. And so this five was the story of Allison and Liz and they, and their love story. And it's, it's, it's honestly, it's a, I described it to our friend, or our friend, um, oh no. Oh. The top cow guy. Dylan. 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 Jeez, I'm sorry, Dylan. I thought uh, it was going to be like a close friend. I'm like, oh, I can't help you. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a friend, Dylan, who works at Top Cow, mm-hmm. is like, you know, it's it's like a, it's a love story about two people who don't know how to, how to say that they're in love with each other mm-hmm. disguised as a BDSM smut novel. Yeah. And that's really accurate. It's a it's a really beautiful story about just two people who don't know that they love each other. Mm-hmm. And it's uh it's really and, he, good. and Stefan definitely draws like the most beautiful people alive. As I said, his yes. Aquaman is aggressive. His Aquaman sexy. is yeah. like too sexy. Yeah, yeah. He, he he draws like wonderful proportioned people, and his art is unlike anyone's art in the world. And mm-hmm. uh, I I hope that he, I, hope, I wish he was more famous than he was. Hey hey world, give Stefan Sedgwick some love. Hey guys, yeah. his Patreon starts up in January, uh, July. I mean, we're in February. We're almost in February. Uh, his oh, yeah. his uh his Patreon starts up in July, and it's really cheap tiers, like a dollar to support Sunstone, five dollars to support everything else. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, give that guy five bucks a month, and to, for him to create like, amazing up. comics. Yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. These books are amazing. Anyway, other than that, I saw uh, what did I see? A Dog's Purpose? No, A Dog's Way Home? Whatever the hell it's called. A Dog's Way Home. No, you got it right. Home. It's the same movie. <laughs> Pretty much. It's not. <laughs> it's not the same movie. It's a cute movie though. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, it was really, uh, you know. It's did you know everything from the trailer? Absolutely. Yeah. That yeah, whole yeah, trailer yeah, was the whole that movie. Whole, yeah, the whole trailer is a movie. So I was like, feel hmm. good right. movie of the yeah. week. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. I like dogs. I I was crying. No, Edward I Love Dogs came out last year. <sighs> Edward James almost is in it for some reason. He plays an he plays a homeless man. I'm a dog. How, how strange. He plays a homeless man who's just like I love this dog. I love this Give dog. Give me money, and then he dies. Oh, really? I didn't realize they were making a sequel to a Dog's Purpose. I didn't until I went to see Kid the Who Kid Would, would be, be King. King, and I'm see, I was watching this bit with with Dennis Quaid. I'm like Dennis Quaid, and I'm like they made this they movie. made this movie two years. Am ago. I having a stroke? <laughs> Yeah, you and I saw a kid who would be king. Yes. Do you want to talk about it now? Do you want to wait? Uh, let's go through everybody's week first. We could do that last. Okay, Ben, how was your week? Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. You didn't yeah. play it. No, no. I'm saying He's I actually... He's playing everything else actually, to anticipate. Yeah, so I actually um, played... Uh, Brandon, you're just going to love this title. Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep, A Fragmentary Passage. I hate it. Yeah, no, you do. Zoom tight. No, that's... um For those of you who don't know, that's like the one... It's a... It's like a segment that they threw into 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue to like, there's like, hey, this is what... What the hell? Just roll oh, with yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Just roll with it. Yeah. And what it is, it's the same engine that Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be used, the same battle system. So it's like, hey, this it's is like what... like a preview. King, it's like, hey, this is what Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to look like when it eventually comes out on Tuesday. And I played it, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. I, I had a lot of fun. I love the battle system. I love the way it Aqua. flowed. It looks beautiful, and I can't wait for Tuesday. Wow. The world can't wait for Tuesday. Yeah. That's all you did all week? Um, I played that. Um, I made my girlfriend steaks last night. I don't know if that counts. That you, counts for something? You, you played the no, grill. 
Yeah, I played, played the grill played master. The grill. I played the, I played the grill, and I'm here with you Are guys. Are you the key master? I'm I'm the gatekeeper. Oh yeah, yeah. So pretty much, I'm just been. I'm, I just can't wait for Kingdom Hearts, guys. Yeah, I just can't wait. That will be one uh, uh, kind of like a thing we talk about later. Yeah, hype and anticipation. Oh, oh yeah, I, I finally I finally bought Dragon Ball Super. I saw um, you did that. Part three, which is the one after Resurrection. This is Ash. in the anime. Yeah, anime. It's, I'm really I'm really I got it today. I'm really excited to watch it. I'm excited yeah. for you to watch it. And I, have, I got I completed my Godzilla collection. I finally got the last movie I needed. I'm so excited. I read. Uh, yeah, I hate you for that. I mean, I have a bootleg copy, so it's fine. Yeah, but, you're fine. Uh, ten dollars, Jesus. The guy. Had you can no- talk about that for a second. That's guy, ridiculous. Okay, yeah, the guy had, had no idea what he so had. So there's one Godzilla movie. It's actually one of the most famous ones, and it's like impossible to get your hands on Godzilla at this point if you didn't get it. It's the first Godzilla Mechagodzilla film. Really, King yeah. Caesar. It, it, to get it on DVD, it's almost impossible at this point. So they put it out, it's out out of print. They put wow. it out in '98 on DVD uh-huh. for the 50, for the fiftieth anniversary, I think, mm. around that time. No, it was after 98 that the 50th happened. Right. So it was 2004 when the 50th happened. Yeah, that's so when yeah. they did it. Right. So Sony had the, had the license to a bunch of Godzilla movies that they just put out for the, in 2004. Um, that's where most of the Millennium movies are from. Uh-huh. Um, and they just they stopped after about 2014. By that point, when the 60th anniversary was rolling around, the license was gone for a lot of these movies. And a lot of people tried to put them out as many as they could, and they admirably put out most of them, mm-hmm. but two weren't uh, weren't able to be put out. It was um, three, actually. Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, Son of Godzilla, and Godzilla Returns, which is Godzilla 1985. Right. But they fixed the rights on Godzilla 1985. They yeah, still they haven't just, for Son of Godzilla. They still haven't for Son of Godzilla or Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Actually, the 1985 one, still the rights... The right, right technically the American version, no. Which I want to see that But the one Japanese again. version, yes. Yeah, because they put Raymond Burr back in the American version. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla and Son of Godzilla both could retail for hundreds of dollars. Right, you can, Ooh. they're hard to get a hold of because you have to go through, they're out of print. You yeah. have to go through like people on eBay or something. He I found s- it for 10 I, bucks. I stole Son of Godzilla from Netflix. <sighs> Oops, a disc got lost. Oopsie poopsie. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It was we so all easy to steal this from Netflix. Did it. And yeah. then I found this. I was like, oh, I wonder how much. Ten bucks. You don't know what you got. Buy now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> right. It's a good deal. So I'm really super excited. Did you excited. buy it off of eBay? Or? Yeah, eBay. All right. Yeah. So I'm really super excited that I finally have been able to collect my entire Godzilla franchise. Nice, dude. That's nice. awesome. Yeah. Now I just got to collect all of Dragon Ball Z. Good luck. Ooh. I'll do it. Yeah. I believe you. Is that like easier to get, though, than Godzilla? It's easier to buy, but they're more expensive. Oh, uh, well, yeah, because they're whole seasons. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean you're well on your way anyway. Yeah, I just bought. I gave you six, and I bought seven. No, I meant like one through six. Yeah, Yeah. I have one through. I have one through seven for Dragon Ball Z, uh, and I just bought Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball, and Dragon Ball Super. So I'm. So you don't have a lot. You've got like two more of Dragon Ball Z, and you're done. Yeah, but then Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Super and GT. I want to get GT. Mm. Yeah, GT's Mm -hmm. easy. Um, Vegeta mustache. Yeah, talking about Dragon Ball Super, I I caught up on the comics as they are in Japan. They released a new chapter. Um, they're going very, kind of still taking from the Superman stuff. Um, Moro, who's this Galactus-like villain, he yeah. he uses magic. And Goku oh, and Vegeta have fought opponents with magic. Vegeta a little less so, mm-hmm. so it's throwing him a bit. Is it Majin Buu mag- magic? Bibbidi um, uh, was. But but his powers were still, like, he's a creation of magic, but his, he still used energy for his attacks right. and everything. But the attacks that Moro uses are straight-up magic, which like Goku spells. hasn't faced since, like, Baba. Mm-hmm. and stuff yeah so since dragon ball so he's a little familiar but it's still different De- from what he's been later. doing in a while yeah. and vegeta's not super familiar so he's trying to kind of figure his way around it but that being like not a weakness for them but a different type of combatant i never them. even considered 
because like my, my thing with you like after super is like they they go to like almost the extreme the show can go like what possible what can they do more it's like oh you do something completely different yeah. like i don't think you're just like heightening the levels you go to you sidestep and you do magic <clears> like that's pretty smart but it's interesting that they they now have to make the difference between what they do normally yeah. and magic because it's it's you know it's kind of always been oh you know, it's, it's it's energy it's a tournament of power. There's sure. an entire universe that's that the power is love. Yeah, so the more you love someone, the stronger you there's are. There's a universe that's a parody on Sailor Moon. There's and an, their universe, their yeah. their energy is literally love. Mm-hmm. Like they per, they create and physically adapt energy out of love. There's an and entire, that's a different uh, thing from what the Z fighters do. So yeah. they 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 interact with it in a different way. They have to counter it in a different way. Yeah, like way. they can't read other people's energy levels because they don't know what their energy is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. That's interesting. There's like an entire there's Dr. Paparoni. He oh, he's like uh, he's like Doctor Wiley, and he has a bunch of like robots, and oh, in their wow. universe, like technology is power. So it's all they're all robot people. Yeah, it's yeah, like it, I never considered that. It's really cool. But it, yeah, I never considered it either because I guess what what the Z fighters do, they just it's energy manipulation. They shoot energy. Yeah. Not, mm-hmm. it's not like magic. It's not magic. Yeah, but, and so magic yeah. is a different thing. Yeah, that's really interesting. That is cool, man. And cool. you really only think about it if you go all the way back to Dragon Ball because yeah. it did come up then. But like no, people weren't like blowing up planets with energy back then, so it wasn't yeah. as stark of a contrast. Now mm-hmm. it's now it's pretty clear. The most exciting thing that happened in Dragon Ball was there was an alien. I, you didn't even know he was an alien. You thought he was a demon. Yeah. Oh yeah, Piccolo the demon. Yeah. yeah. Piccolo doesn't even know he was an alien until nope. n- until no. the Namek saga. Yeah. Right. Well, until the Saiyan show. Until the Saiyan show. Yeah. Yeah. That's real weird. Dragon Ball's weird. Dragon yeah, Ball is weird. But yeah. But it's so awesome. I did that. That happened this week. Um, I didn't. I don't. I didn't really do anything. Did I do anything with you this week? Because I know we had a friend stay over, so I, we didn't do much. No, we didn't. We didn't socialize yeah. a bunch no. this week. We, we we were kind of on different schedules. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. Yeah. Um, I just played more Hitman. Yeah. Still killing fools. Uh, I had because I drove to Monterey, um, for a portion of time. I had a lot of time, and I listened to more about the Golden State Killer, which oh, I know yeah, I brought yeah. up on here before. I'm like nine to ten hours deep into a story about this dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, that's really enveloping me I'm, I'm super interested they're gonna make a hbo docuseries nice uh, this is an interesting part that that um because it's the audiobook mm-hmm. that i listened to the audiobook was recorded and released in 2018 and they did it just after they were recording it and while they were recording it last year in april they caught the guy so oh, so the book had already come out in 2017 mm-hmm. but the audiobook was being recorded in 2018 so they put an afterword of 45 minutes talking about the fact that this guy got caught and what's happening with that and what part the book played in it and her involvement in it and Patton Oswalt saying that um, he they're going to make an HBO docuseries based off McNamara's book, but it's also going to delve into the fact that they did catch the guy. And Patton Oswalt wants to take Michelle's, his late wife's questions to him Ooh. in an interview. And oh, that's wow. supposedly going to be part of the docuseries. So I'm really that's crazy, psyched dude. for that. That's cool, yeah. Um, I also saw Broly again. Man, I can't get mm. enough of that movie. That movie was cool. Yeah, I... Definitely have had Dragon Ball on the mind too. Oh man, I have that soundtrack. That soundtrack is awesome. It is. I nice. wish I, I want to listen to that soundtrack again. Check out our Broly review special. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Put it out that. a couple days ago. The yeah. the highlight was when I freaked out over peel off my shoe. Yes. Yeah. Peel off my shoe. I was so happy to do that. Like uh, I knew I just had the gut feeling like I feel like I'm gonna want to talk about this thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so good. Well, with any luck, we can do more with Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. In yeah. the future. Hey, if Broly's still playing, like go check that movie out. It's really, really, really great. Yeah, making bank. Yeah, it's making a lot of money. Oh man, so much, so it's, much. It's money. definitely made its budget back like a hundred times over. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. And I, like, I went to see, I went to see it again also on a on like a Tuesday. Oh, nice. Yeah, I went to see it on Tuesday, and uh, packed theater. It's incredible, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you go? Who'd you go with? Zara. 
Yeah. What'd she think? She loved it. Oh, nice. Yeah. I want to go. She, see she's apparently a Dragon Ball Z fan. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. This is something I had no idea about my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend is a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. Has been watching it since she was a kid. Nice. Oh, okay. Wow. And I'm like, why have we never talked about that? That's so much bonding we could have done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was bad. It was when I, because I I found out when I was like uh, when I was told it was like so I'm gonna go see the new Dragon Ball Z movies. There's a new Dragon Ball. I do. I, so I want to just go see it. I'm like, what? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Your eyes like flutter again. Like love. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. All right. So I, the other thing I did this week was really just uh oh I had a job interview and also how'd that go? Good. Uh, That's just personal stuff. Don't worry about it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh and playing Dream Drop Distance, Kingdom Hearts, trying to catch up for three. Triple so. Are you liking yeah. that game? I like it more than Birth by Sleep. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it more than Birth by Sleep also. Y- you Tell me b- everything you know about 358 Days Over 2. <laughs> uh, a Kingdom yeah. Hearts game. Yeah, you, No, that's, hey, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so far, 100%. <laughs> yeah, so and you far. stop there and you're perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, Yay. Yeah. Right, this, this one's going to throw him off. How did Roxas get his name? Oh, no. Oh, I know. It, it's um, it's uh, it's Sora with an X in it. There you go, buddy. Look at that. Look at that. I'm he so proud. That. Do you know why I know that? You told him why. When Kingdom Hearts two came out, uh, Sparks bought it and told me that. Told me I was like, "Who's Roxas? Oh, it's a blah, blah, it's an allegory." Blah, blah, blah. He told me the whole thing. Oh, and I just for whatever reason always remembered that. Damn it. Yeah, I know some things about Kingdom Hearts. Yes, you do. All the nobody's names are the same names as the other people jumbled around with X's in them. It's so smart. Yep. <laughs> That story is not that intelligent. No. Look, we like the games a lot, but like I'm not. Hey man, you're allowed. Those, you're allowed to. No, those like things those, and, those like games things. are a great fun time. Mm-hmm. That story is could be written a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Isn't Donkey like the main bad guy or something? Donkey. <laughs> Donkey. <laughs> yes, it's revealed. Eeyore. Eeyore. <laughs> what? <laughs> nope. It's a, yeah. it's a stupid video. Hundred percent. I need your heart. Hundred <laughs> percent. Thanks. Cool. I got. It. I know things, guys. A, a Master Zayanor. This is a. This is not a huge gap in my uh, nerdism. Anybody else got anything they want to talk about from the week? I don't think so. All right. No. I guess we can talk about. King yeah. Would be king. You and I saw the kid would be king. We did. Uh, not, not together. together. <laughs> Jinx. As I say that in unison, uh, which is great. You saw it in spirit. We're 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 like we're like we're like this. You guys can't see, but we're I'm moving a hand between us. You guys finish each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. Thank you. <laughs> that's the that's the go-to. Yes. What do you think that about that's it? the go-to? But. <laughs> um what did I I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it um it's very much a kids film. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, like it's it, but I appreciate that it's not a kids film that's like talking down to children, mm-hmm. but they don't try to fill a lot of things in there like this is for adults too and it's like I I kind of appreciate that cuz I feel like if they did it wouldn't have it would have felt ham-fisted yeah. in a way. There's and a lot of exposition. It's not like it's not like a lot of I- animated films where they're really good at doing both. Yeah. This this is very much a a kids film, but uh, I'd hold it uh, quality wise. I'd hold it just a little below the original, the, the first Goosebumps. Yeah, I would too. I think that this film is um, it's solid. If I was a kid watching this movie, it would have like changed my life. Yeah, I I could have used more of Rebecca Ferguson Absolutely. making Morgana stand apart there are moments yeah but they're but they're fleeting she's real good in it, though. she is really good that's why i'm saying there are, there are moments where she's really putting something behind the villain yeah. but they're they're fleeting i really liked merlin yeah i didn't think that i i think that the kid who plays young merlin is just he would be he's king? just south of being too big yeah like any bigger it'd be too much but yeah. he 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 lands it just right of like okay this is, I I accept this. Yeah. I had initially thought it was it was uh he was um this isn't I don't think this is a spoiler but he, I initially thought there was some time travel involved 
watching the trailers. Oh, interesting. Um, so I thought he would like never came, even thought of that. Yeah, there's a there's a bit. Yeah, you know, you've seen the movie in the trailers. There's a bit where they're in knight knight's armor, and uh-huh. so I was like, oh, is there time? And going through like Stonehenge. Interesting. I never even thought of that. Yeah. So I was like, is there time travel in this? But uh, so I I thought that Merlin came from the past to to follow the sword and like disguise himself as a kid. But no, they the through Arthurian legend, he's just as the older he gets, the younger he looks. Yeah. I thought that was cool. That's the Benjamin Button syndrome. <laughs> well, yeah, and and uh, it's, I was I, in the very beginning. I was like, this this is the most true telling of the Arthurian legend that I've seen put to film in a long it's, time. If you're if you're an Arthurian legend nerd, it it very much is for you. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Ryan about it after I saw it, and I was saying like, I don't know, I don't know necessarily how prevalent this is to the generation that this movie's made for. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much King Arthur really like for us. It definitely came up, but there, there was a lot more media. I feel like when we were kids, that was coming out at the time referencing King Arthur. I yes. don't feel like a lot has done that. Now it's great that they're doing it. I'm just like I don't know who this is necessarily. There's not enough landed good, for. There's not enough good King guys. Arthur there was stuff. a King Arthur movie like six Shut months ago. Much remember. Stop. No, but that wasn't for for was kids necessarily. I'm just saying, there's King Arthur stuff all the time. Yeah, no, but he, no, he's right. There's not. There's nothing like the Merlin miniseries. And that movie, how many people saw that movie? Like not nine. You, you see what I'm saying? Like how yeah. how aware is it in the public consciousness? Dragonheart. For Dragonheart is Arthurian. Uh, sure, sure, but I, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, I know there are things. No, I know, but what, like those were our generation. What you're talking right. about? I'm agreeing with you. Oh, kid in King Arthur's court and things like that. Yeah, yeah it was all over the place. Was was all over the place when I was a kid. Even Monty Python. Yeah, and but like for whatever reason, it's kind of fallen out of favor. I like the idea that this is. You know, it's coming back because you know you look at the world outside and so divided and and, and everything. And yes, I, liked, I did like, I like that. that a lot. I did like that. That was the theme. I also like the execution of the story about him and his dad. Yes, me too. Me that, too. That I was glad that I didn't know that was in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially, uh, without spoiling anything for anyone who will see it, is uh, he has this preconceived notions about his dad because if he's the chosen king there's this implication that his dad knew it would happen so he's looking for his dad to kind of help him guide him and explain and these kind of things and it just ultimately results in this lesson of like it's not really about where where you come from or who your bloodline is or anything like that it's not about that it's about who you choose to be mm-hmm. and i like that the execution is as really well done in this movie yeah the uh, actors are good patrick stewart is really is really good as old yeah when he's there yeah, I like when he's there because there's a bit where he's like, uh, he's like looking at this King Arthur book and and he and he looks at it like, yeah, this book you got there is not bad. Some of it's wrong, but you know it's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think his best moment is uh, later in the film where where he's confronting Morgana and he says the children are the future. Yes, yes. Like the the, the, the emotion that he put into that moment, yeah. as small as it is, was you really and I good. are the past; they are the future. Yeah. Like I like the the idea that this film is pushing that narrative that we, you know we should be pushing to kids. You are our future. Uh, anyone who saw Attack the Block, the action is is just as top notch as Attack the Block. Mm, it's uh, really well paced. Um, I think every action moment in the film is really good. I also I really like that the kids, uh, they facilitate them learning how to do the things they're doing in the film, and it makes sense. It doesn't feel like it comes from nowhere. Yeah, it doesn't feel like they're just like oh I know how to, I know how to I know how to swords. use a sword now. Yeah, yeah. it's not like that. And yeah, I appreciate that. It's a it's a it's a fun movie. I like it a lot. Rate it. Uh, I give it an eight. As a as a kids film, I give it a solid eight. Yeah, as a kids film, I think it's a solid eight. Yeah, yeah, I think I it, it's definitely really well done. It's a well made film. Nobody could nobody could argue that. Yeah, I, I do think Goosebumps has more for us adults, mm. uh, and that's what I think it does it, too. I think also it has uh, this film 
in a way sorely needed like a a staying star power jack black throughout the film yes because patrick stewart shows up but it's not he's not always a constant presence rebecca ferguson is in it but she's not always a constant presence they kind of felt like it needed a slightly more p- constant person yeah uh of a higher star power to kind of be there and that didn't that didn't happen but it still works it's still fun yeah i thought it was pretty good anyway that i guess that's that's it yeah so we move on to our if, Brad- it, if it if it already appeals to you oh that was the one thing i was gonna say uh i do really wish that the marketing hadn't given away the kids at the school yeah me too because the movie does a very good job of faking you out that they've actually accomplished the quest before they have and did i had i not known from trailers that there was more stuff to come I would have believed that the movie was heading to its conclusion. Yeah. It would have actually been a very good twist, but because trailers ruined it, so marketing, and because our topic today is hype versus hype expectations versus reality and slightly relates to marketing, I'm telling you, the marketing of that really effed that part up. Yeah, it really does. Really did, because I think that would have been an excellent twist if I didn't know. All right, then let's get into our bread and butter. Mm. And here's your bread. And your butter. He's been butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, then just to get us started, we got a bunch of comic book news. Yes, we do. Ooh. Some news that's a lot of fun. The be- the first one I want to touch on is there's a new Star Trek comic coming. This is not the stuff that I talked about with um, uh, J.K. Woodward, Woodward about the Mirror Universe, Star Trek Generation stuff. This is a different series. Uh, Broken Mirror. That's going to, that's called Star Trek Year 5. It's going to be set in the fifth year, the final year of Star Trek, the original series, mm. uh, Kirk's five-year mission. Cool. And we're going to be detailing the end of that. I am surprised nobody's ever done this before. Me too. Yeah. Like the moment I heard about this idea, I'm like, has this not been done? I had to look because I'm like, I'd swear that somebody would have done this in comics by now so there or are, something. So there are two things that this reminds me of. There is a there is a Star Trek year four. Oh. Um, that, that, that IDW put out a couple years ago. <clears throat> Uh, that kind of details like the fourth year of the mission. Sure, sure. Uh, and then there is a there is a, a, a original graphic novel, not original graphic novel. It's a mini series that I have called Star Trek Missions End. Okay, which is the end the of the end five of their, year mission. Okay, and this, but it's the last. Do you? Uh, which is the last? Do thing. you think will that was that IDW and the, this was is all the same IDW. people? So they probably won't undo that. It's likely they will because oh, okay. a lot of the Star Trek. Star Trek comics canon is loose, okay. looser than even Star Wars. Okay, so they could is, they could just erase. It. Is year four and year five basically supposed to be season four, season five? I think so. Okay, uh, so year four, uh, year four came out so long ago that people don't even remember that it happened. Uh, which is why, but I do think this is why they went to Star Trek year five because they did have the year four and they're doing this now. Um, it's set to launch in April and it's going to focus on the the end of the five year mission, like I said. Um, but most specifically, how the crew feels about returning to Earth. Ooh. So basically, they've turned around and they're going back to Earth, and it's going to take them a year to get there. So they reach the farthest point that they can, and they're like, "All right, turn it around, pretty going much." Home. Um, it's going to be written by a rotating team of of talent, uh, with the series' first arc written by Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing, uh, who wrote Green Arrow and Gotham City Garage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be illustrated by Stephen Thompson, who did Star Trek: New Frontier Turnaround, which I don't know. Turn that is. around, um, Lansing. <laughs> I love that song. Uh, I have William Shatner singing that song. Mm. Oh. <laughs> well, technically, he only every does the... now and then. Every now and then. Technically, he only does the turnaround bits, and this uh, Taiwanese kid <laughs> sings it. Sh- sings turn it. around. Because, like, it's going to be like, 
every now and then I get a little, and it just just William Shatner, turn around, turn around. <laughs> wow, yeah. uh, it's real good. Um, George Lopez's night, uh, nightly talk show did it. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> you remember that? I, yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, Lansing, George Lopez is a person. Yes. Yep. Uh, Lansing described the series as a as a vital, hard hitting, character focused look at Captain Kirk on his last year in command. Vital. Kirk's actions in the comic will have huge ripple effects from the outbreak of war in the Alpha Quadrant to an unprecedented strain of trust with Spock. We'll turn a mirror on modern society just as they did in the 1960s and go boldly towards meaningful, heartfelt stories. Broken mirror. Uh, Kelly said this with a, with year five we don't just want to thrill we want to channel the power of Roddenberry's original vision to tell a story about the future that illuminates our present hmm. uh, it's real it sounds really good uh, I'm not too sure how I feel about rotating talent mm-hmm. I yeah. kind of like the only the only reason I see rotating talent if it's like if it's coming out like bi-weekly yeah or like they're worried about scheduling so is this just like a regular this is monthly that's weird yeah mm-hmm. maybe maybe just like it was a big team Perhaps. Nah, who knows? Is this going to be an ongoing or is it going to be a miniseries? It is an ongoing. Okay. Um, for well. so long as until they get to the end. Yeah. Because it's until not until they be... decide we're done. Yeah. So it's no not, more. It's not exactly like twelve issues. It's uh, done whenever it's done. Year. It's done when it's done. Star Trek. No more. So it is. Yeah. It is a. It is limited in the sense that it has an endpoint. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, in mind. Related Star Trek discussion. Did you see the new Orville? I haven't seen this week's Orville. Okay. It's good. Right. Now I was going to ask a question related to it, and related to Star Trek. But you can I, you can ask. Uh, no, I don't want to spoil. No, I don't mind. Uh, in the most recent episode of the Orville, what happens is that they um, they get a message from a planet that says, "Is anyone out there?" Which is what they call first contact. Yes, and they're they like freak out and are super excited. Did that ever happen on Star Trek? There are a couple episodes of Star Trek where they do first contact missions. Okay, uh, but nothing like that. Nothing like they're like, "Whoa, we get to do first contact." Yeah, like it's something that's so rare at this point that the crews never never thought they'd even get to be part of it because they feel like everything's been explored. Yeah, no. The inter- I was like, "This is a really cool yeah thing." The I inter- love seeing them. Like, this is why we're here, yeah. and I'm like, "Man, this is awesome." The Enterprise's missions were to facilitate first contact. Mm-hmm. It was like their missions to find new species. Right. Yes, I just spent across all go. Star Trek. Did this kind of story ever? Every now and then, there's a first yeah. contact story. Well, it's there's rare. Also, there's yeah. also the movie Star Trek First Contact. Which is misleading because it's not about first contact of anything. Yeah, isn't it about the first contact between humans and Vulcans? Oh shit, he's right. He got me there. <laughs> ah! And here's Star the Trek. best. And here's the wow. best part. I didn't think I'd live to see the day. Ed Sparks, here's the best part. I've never seen the movie. It feels Whoa! So uh, wow! Wow! No, wait. First you have seen the movie. We watched it for a comic. We reviewed it, it. We reviewed no. it on this show. He no, might not have been we here. did not. You guys might have. Yeah, but I wasn't. There. Yeah. Just Ryan and I then? Yeah. Dang. Well, first contact's real good. I saw Dang, man. You're right. You're right. The backdrop of the film is that they go back the board go back in time to stop first yeah. contact between the Vulcans and the humans. Mm-hmm. I guess Lacutious. that's Lacutious. I don't think we could do this podcast. No, like you are over. a fake nerd. <laughs> <laughs> this is over. <laughs> we all over. have our lapses. Yeah. Well, yeah. well. In my defense, I did watch the Nostalgia Critic video of first contact. Oh, so there you go. Can, that, we, can we take that point back? Is it the Nostalgia Critic? No. I mean, I'd like to give that to you, but no. All right. That's fair. <laughs> I'll take it. Whatever. But also with the title, first contact, it's like, eh, yeah, there's first contact involved. Yeah, um, it's uh, not technically about in, first contact. I mean, like, I know we don't like like it, but Into Darkness, like, beginning of that is about first contact. How yeah. they're not supposed to interfere, like, with yeah, the prime directive. This volcano yeah. exploding. Is yeah, it really. Yeah, yeah. No, that, yeah. man, I don't remember that movie. Yeah, yeah there's outside of like the things that really upset after with they get after they, species. 
after they get back, uh, Admiral Pike is like, you were not supposed to interfere with the species who's barely invented the wheel, yet they see a starship fly out of the ocean. Oh, yeah. You've accelerated there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I remember this. Because then like the, the, the creepy pasty white aliens oh, are drawing yes, the Enterprise in yes. the sand and they're praying to it. They're yeah, like, that... hey, screw the sacred soul of ours. F that mm-hmm. starship. Right, that's the first 10 minutes when I thought the movie was going to be good. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's the first 10 minutes. It starts like, with a bang. You're like, wow, look at that. Oh, I was God. like, man, I'm really into it. And then, it got and then really Robocop great shows after up. That. Robocop <laughs> shows up yeah, the, and then the, the spaceship. The first, basically, um, nope, lost it. Uh, well, I was about uh, to say oh yeah, no, the prime directive. The prime directive is uh, uh, you're not supposed to interfere with natural uh, with the natural stuff. evolution yeah. of a species. Like you can't show up to an alien race during their their version of the Stone Age. You'd be like, hey, we got this thing that could break the atmosphere and go once they've gotten so far. Point, once yeah. they've gotten to the point where they can. Achieve warp. In Star Trek, it's once they can achieve warp, we make first contact. Mm-hmm. Before then, we leave them alone. Once they're ready for sure. us, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so subsequent storylines with the series uh, are going to be written by Brennan Easton, uh, who did Star Trek, who did a story on Star Trek Waypoint, which is pretty good. I like that. I like the, that series. Uh, Jody Hauser, mm-hmm. uh, Star, who did uh, most recently Star Wars Thrawn, the mm-hmm. adaptation of the book, uh, the comic book adaptation of the book, Mother Panic. Yep. 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 And Jim McCann, who d- who's done Hawkeye, who did a book called Hawkeye Blindspot. So, yeah, okay. I like it. Yeah. Should right. be interesting. I'm actually really interested to read this because you're right, Brandon. That's one thing. Is every Star Trek episode starts out with like, the, the, it, our five-year five mission year to explore journey. strange new worlds. So First it's like, series of Star Trek, yeah. What happens? Because all the other movies, like with um, Wrath of Khan, Star Trek, the motion picture, it's when they're back, when the it's Enterprise It's 10 is, years after the five-year mission. Exactly. So it's like, well, what happened at the end of the mission? That's 15 yeah, years. They did the... So Star Trek Mirror's End... Uh, not Mirror's End. Uh, Mission's End is basically how, why Kirk decided to get promoted. Oh, okay. Why he... Money. Was, he, there was, they were like... There's no there's money, no money in, this, I know. in the 23rd <laughs> century. Um, when... Kirk is, le- is is dealing with a mission from his first time in command of the Enterprise and then his last time in command of the Enterprise. And the Admiralty is like, hey, we want to promote you because you are you need to be promoted. Um, there, There is the story there might be retconned away with this only because CBS, who owns the license to Star Trek, uh, seems more inclined to buy the canon dictated by the Star Trek autobiography of Captain Kirk. Oh, geez. Which says that he was forced into a promotion against his will. Mm, that's not very nice of them. Yeah. Dang, Starfleet. It's a really good book. The yeah. autobiography of James C. Kirk. Yeah, I highly recommend Shatner it. Shatner wrote it? No. Oh. A uh, guy who actually, there's a Star Trek episode of Futurama, uh, and he, the guy who wrote that episode wrote it. Well, that's neat. Huge Star Trek fan. Okay. I might actually, what we did with the with the Ready Player One book club, I might suggest we do that. Okay. I just, I just need to borrow it. James C. Kirk. I meant to this is not star trek related <laughs> sorry i meant to bring up when we were talking about dragon ball super earlier you were talking about big fan of star trek writing it and that made me think of uh so i said that Toyotoro is taking over for all the future of dragon ball mm-hmm. i read more into it that's not the case what's happening is he's writing the arc right now it's a test to see if he's oh. good enough toriyama is testing him and letting him take the reins on this new story to see how he does interesting and then they're gonna go from there oh. hope you do well bud yeah so Toriyama hasn't officially retired. Has not officially left Official. writing the series. Okay. Uh, it's okay. He will, and then he will come back. Uh, <laughs> like every, all the time. Still yeah. no. Sorry. P- that, that fan writing thing made me think of that because no, he's okay. a big, big fan. Um, yeah, so I might try to do that for a book club. Anyway, right. so uh, moving on. Walmart has released some new DC comics. Mm, Great. More. I'll never get to read them. Yeah, no, no, me either. 
Or, or or you get them for like what was it like Christmas or a birthday or something? A birthday, yeah, yeah, yeah. For Christmas gift, for yeah. you get them as gifts. Yeah. Um, I did. Uh, there's like three WalMarts near you. Did none of them have them? Dude, I don't even. I gotta say, the last time I, j- I tried like three times and then I stopped. I, yeah. The last time I went to Walmart, uh, and granted it was around Christmas time, so maybe they were sold out, but I didn't see any. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Next time I go by your place, I might stop by each Walmart, see which ones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll go with you. Just yeah. come early. We can go on adventure to Wal. Oh God, we're going to adventure to Walmart. Really, the worst place to do an adventure. Hey man, anyway. DC's making us. I've do already, it. I've already just given up, and I'm like, I'm either going to shop them on eBay or get a trade. Hopefully, they, hopefully they trade it. That's all I'm saying. Fingers yeah, because I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. It's too much. It's like trying to run out to Walmart, being like, Do you have any? Nope. Cool. Can I reserve it? <laughs> Great. Well, I don't want to do this anymore. At any rate, do you know anything about this new line, uh, Ryan? Um. Is it like Swamp Thing and stuff? Swamp Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what we're going to start with. That's, Swamp Thing is yeah. getting a, a Walmart line. Uh, the first issue is going to include an original story written by Tim Seeley, who's uh, famously written Nightwing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Perkins, who was art on, on Green Lanterns, mm-hmm. uh, called Desert of Ash, which is a story that's going to feature Swamp Thing and his witch companion, Briar, yeah. as they face the pyromaniac Charman, who possesses the ability to control flames and a power granted by the elemental spirits of fire itself. That's pretty cool. Uh, That's kind of a new thing too. Okay. Yeah. Issues two and three are going to are going to be called Bag of Blood. When it's a two parter, also by Sealy, uh, with art by Joel Jones. Oh <gasps> yeah, dude. Doing She's Catwoman. Great. Yeah. Um, and it's going to introduce a terrifying and potentially supernatural slasher stalking the swamps of Louisiana. That sounds pretty sweet. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Damn it, Walmart. <laughs> I know. Uh, Damn it, Walmart. Yeah, I want to read wor- these now. The worst Stupid part. Is, swamp Mart. The worst part <laughs> is putting. Good talent on these books. Yeah, dude. Because not uh, Bendis, Batman, Tom uh, King, Superman. And what's crazy is, is like I don't understand this. Again, it's not that DC was like, "Hey, you guys are going to write these stories," but and they have no say that's going to Walmart. So yeah. like, Bendis is like, "Cool, I get to write Batman," but it's only at Walmart. Can you yeah. imagine? I, I assume DC like tells the writers where these books are going. It, the, not, no, they're not, not, when, they, not no. when they start. No, the way, like, Tom King, the way Tom King said it on Word Balloon, which was a while ago. Yeah, he said they asked me, "Do I want to write Superman?" I said yes, and then after I started, they were like, "It's going to be Walmart." Yeah, they have uh, no say yeah. in it. Yeah, that's how he's. How, how, they, how much like would it either. suck if you get like like Bendis writing Batman? That must be a dream come true. Yeah. So of course he's got to put his all into a Batman story. And then he goes to his store. He's like, "Hey, where's my Batman book? What do you mean?" Yeah, where's, where's my well, by Batman the time book? it goes to publishing, well, by the time it goes He'll to print, know. he knows. Yeah, but, but still, that sucks. Yeah, because yeah, Batman, it's, Batman it's King bummer. Superman, now it's, these Swamp Thing books. It's. I just wonder how what the sales are like. Like, the, I mean, it I'm has sure to be doing good. well. Yeah, the sales are fun. real good. Yeah. I'm sure the sales are good, but like, <sighs> we're the people really. who want it. Hey, man, it. <laughs> it's it's they're doing like a Disney it's, thing. It, with, well, it's because it's a lot of what the people who were owning comic shops when this was happening were saying, which is like, you know, somebody who knows goes and buys all of them and then puts them on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. And sells them on the second market, so that's why they're selling out because everybody knows they're very hard to find. Yeah, like the um, Sparks, you collect the whole crap ton of pop vinyls, right? The, yes. Yeah, the Alice Mad Tea. I wish party that wasn't one. true, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Alice uh, Mad Tea Party one uh-huh. just came out the other day. I was at Frankenstein's yesterday. Guess what I saw? It was right there at some booth. Some guy went to Disneyland, bought a crap ton of them, and was selling them like twice yeah. the price at Frankenstein's. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the reseller market. It's, it's yeah. insane. Uh, but the problem is. The sales figures, regardless, are really well for these Walmart books. Yeah, yeah. they don't care who buys them. No, they just bought. care about the I mean, dollar bill. In that case, Disneyland's even worse about it because yeah. they, they put a restriction of ten per customer, and I'm like, who needs ten? 
<laughs> I'll tell you no who one eBay. Does. I'll tell you who all the people selling pop vinyls at Frankenstein's. And then, and then they're cracking down. I don't know if you saw this, but they're cracking I down did. on fi- on on actually finding people who resell the Disneyland merchandise only, and deactivating their annual pass. Only Absolutely. only annual pass yeah. merchandise and the popcorn bucket. It's like the popcorn buckets and that's and the annual pass holder merch. That's it. Yeah. And all the other just, stuff like the the pop vinyls, fair game. I guess you could get a lot of those pop vinyls. They 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 only decided to start cracking down on that now, and I'm like, and you still let ten people buy a Funko? Yeah, yeah. I don't understand it. Uh, well, anyway, uh, also they're, they're adding a Flash title to the line, oh, uh, which is going to feature a a title called uh, a story called Glass House, written by Gail Simone. Oh, oh, cool. Uh, with Jesus art by Clayton Christ. Henry, who did a book called Black Lightning, Cold Dead Hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a twelve-part story, much like the Tom King and Brian Michael Bendis stories. Twelve issues. Um, uh, twelve pages each. That's so it's like six. It's like six issues. It's like it's six six issues. issues, which is why I think trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what they do with like that's basically trades. that's what they do with digital comics too. Yeah. Oh, they should just come they, on. I think I think these are we're getting trades, but they're waiting. They're gonna wait like a whole year. Yeah. Oh my god. So what, I'll we, get it. Like if they previews. they yeah. trade release these, I'll get them. Yeah. Hey, if they just trade waiting. Re- if they trade releases, I'm just gonna try and. I'm just. I'm just gonna buy them Barnes and Noble. Screw it. Yeah. I don't care. I'm just not doing this Walmart hunt. No, it's yeah. dumb. Uh, well, and anyway, for all those of you who do have a Walmart near you who sell these who sell these books, and you can actually um, find them. Barry Allen is dedicated to keeping the streets of Central City safe as the fastest man alive. But when his old foe Mirror Master shows up looking to cause trouble, it's up to the Flash to stop him. That's a really boring solicitation. Yes, it is. Yeah, it sounds like a Flash book. It's, it's like, like it's like, like hey, that's something I haven't read before. Uh, Titans and Wonder Woman. Will be replacing Teen Titans and Justice League of America, and but those stories are going to continue as normal. So really, no, no difference there except for the just uh, just the covers different. Okay, change yeah. the names, and Walmart. that's pretty much it for Walmart. Thanks Walmart. Yeah, thanks Walmart. I hate it. <laughs> thanks, I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. Um, speaking of comics, but comic book adaptations, Ugh. Reborn is getting a movie. Oh right, yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> Reborn past book club. Reborn yeah. really. Yeah. Um. Uh, Mark Millar has re- has reached a deal with Sandra Bullock's production company, Vertigo Entertainment. Oh, same people who adapted the It uh, two-parter. Uh, so movie. hold up. Sandra Bullock? She's not going to be in it, but her No, comp- no, no, but she owns a production company? She does. Like Michael Bay owns Dune Productions, but he's not. A yeah. lot of a lot of big movie people. Jared Renner has one. A lot of movie people have them, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so Vertigo Entertainment, uh, Sandra Bullock's people, I think mostly because of Bird Box did really well for them they were kind of looking what's the next thing you want to do yeah. for us uh, I think this was it Chris McKay has signed on to direct and he did um, Lego a Batman. Lego Batman movie yeah mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's interesting and he's also attached to Nightwing he oh, has been for supposedly. years it hasn't yeah. been years we announced it less than a year ago it's been at least a year which is a long time yeah that's a long time. Has it officially entered production or no? No, it is in pre-production. Okay, when so it happens, it, it happens. they're developing it. It's got it's got a director. It's got. A production He's working on Reborn first, which is going to be at least a year of his life before Nightwing again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's neat, I guess. And and I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, a little while ago, I don't know if we talked about this, but like Netflix released titles for all the film, all the adaptations of Millar's books they're doing. I think so. Yeah. It's a ton. You yeah. know, like uh, Huck mm-hmm. and Empress mm-hmm. and Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah. Huck, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I just... People like I want these... Reborn to be more fleshed out or have a sequel. And this yeah. is just... Hey, man, gonna... they might... With this... it being on... It's, it's a Netflix? Netflix. Is it, I mean, it could be, you know, they cut the shitty stuff out. Just yeah, I mean, on. they probably will. Yeah. I just... I want more more. Is it going to be a movie or a series? Movie. Okay. Yeah. So it's got... So it's going to have a... going to need a big budget behind it to, to capture the That book's world. not even finished. <laughs> 
Yeah. Technically, so he's well, just going to finish it. Book one is technically finished. He has, I don't even know if well, he's no, I mean, book two. Mark Millar, he has a... I really wish he would go back to just doing original graphic novels because he puts out like these books, six issue minis, and then he's like, and then there might be more. Mm-hmm. Huck, volume one, Reborn, no, what's, volume I thought one. Huck closed itself better than yeah. Reborn did. Yeah, Attitude. yeah. But, it's, but it still says volume one, and that bugs me. I know. The thing, so the, here's what's crazy about uh, the, the Jupiter stuff because I was reading Jupiter's Legacy as it was coming out. Uh, it was because I was frank quietly on it. And that book uh, was, was halted and it was put on hold for a long time. So and then, the Jupiter Circle, and then he started a different series called Jupiter Circle, which is a prequel book without even finishing well, the first book. But then he did finish it. No, he did Jupiter Circle because Frank Quietly was so behind on art, so it's he just, did Jupiter Circle to get a Jupiter. It's just crazy book that, out. like, hey, the book series that I haven't finished has the prequel book out already. Yeah, like, dude, I get it. Uh, that that I kind of admired because I was like, at least he's still putting the series out. Yeah. Where instead of just being like, well, it comes out when it it's comes just, out. It's just, it's just weird timing. Yeah, it, it really was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sure. Okay. I, I mean, mean, I'll probably see all mean, of them. I, uh, I don't know. Matthew Vaughn's not attached to any of these. Maybe yeah. I won't. We'll, we'll <laughs> wait and see. Yeah. I mean, I mean the Lego Batman's pretty good. I like Lego Batman. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy that movie. So we'll see. Um, all right, then. Invincible. The uh, animated series from Netflix, from Amazon. Did you guys know this was animated? Yes. I had no idea. I assumed. Yeah. Because it was originally a movie and then <clears throat> they turned it into the animated thing. Yes. Um, this is by... The Rogan and... Rogan. And, yeah. Um, has a... There's been a new, new cast. Uh, Steve Steven Yeun yeah. from Walking Dead. Glenn. And uh, Kari Payton, uh, also from Walking Dead, have been cast in, as undisclosed roles. Steven Yeun, I'm actually really excited to see... Ooh. It, uh, return to animation because he's really great in yeah. Voltron. See, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So since it's animated, I was gonna say he's way too old to play the main character. But if it's animated, he's a teenager. He yeah. can be voicing the teenager. He he's a really good voice actor. Yeah. Um, I've really enjoyed his voice his voice roles. Yeah. Uh, he he like I said he's he's what Keith el- on Voltron. What? Yeah. What else else did he do in voice roles besides Voltron? There's another one I don't 100 percent remember what it was. He did voice oh. himself as Glenn in the Walking Dead Telltale series. Interesting. Yep. There you go. Um. So yeah, he he's been attached. Apparently, the, we haven't talked about this since it was announced. But uh, uh, Zazie Beetz, Zachary Quinto, Clancy Brown, Jason Manzukas, Gillian Jacobs, uh, Andrew, Andrew Ronalds, Ronalds, and Chris. Hmm, oh boy, Diamantopoulos. Sure, Nixitopoulos. <laughs> That's a lot of fish. Um, have been uh, like also have been attached to this to this the worm series. guy. The worm guy. Yeah, That's a lot of fish. Uh, this cool. Uh, this is animated. This could be cool. Yeah, uh, the fact that it's animated, adult animated. Series. Yes, uh, they since they really don't have to worry about like you know budgets, they can just go hog wild because this starts off like it's very much a very small scale Superman story, which then turns into freaking huge galactic warfare like on an impossible scale. So um, I'm really excited for this. Yeah, very excited. Cool. Uh, I'm actually more excited that it's animated now because they can really just go same. balls wild. Same. With it. More interested for sure. Yeah, kind of like when the Deadpool animated series was. In development. I mean, Harley Quinn series. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, all right then. <laughs> that sucked. Um, <laughs> actually, that show could be good. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, Batwoman has a ca- three three new additions to its cast. Heck yeah, dude! Now that it's finally got a green light from CW. Sweet. Uh, pilot green light. Not Papa Kane. We got Papa Kane. Not yet. Weird. Uh, we have Megan Tandy from Teen Wolf. It's going to play Sophie Moore. Kate's first love in the comics. Okay. Right. Um, and uh, described as a high, a high level private security agent and one of Gotham's staunchest protectors, despite her bite and, rig- and regiment outlook, Sophie has a soft side illuminated by Kate Kane's return. 
Is this her Felicity? <laughs> I'm a little bit bummed that this could mean we don't get Renee Montoya. We uh, that could just be. It could just be the first one. They wait. Be, they're could waiting. Be. Could be like a second season thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, they can't bring in Maggie because they already did her on uh, Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. even then, Maggie and Kate weren't really that. They almost got married, but they buddy. did it on True. Supergirl, which is a different universe. It has to be the same True. actress. Is she sure, the actress doesn't want to come back to TV. She's trying oh. to get a movie series going, oh, got movie it. deal going. And then when they fail, she'll come back. Exactly. Um, it could it could just be a different actress. Yeah, yeah they could do it. Sure, we've got. I mean, if Smallville was ever going to cross over, that's two different actors playing all over Queen. So yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Somebody save me. He's got me there. I've uh, got you there. I've got you, babe. I was, I was, I was thinking it. <laughs> All right, Sonny and Cheryl. Um, so yeah, I, I hope I hope we could see Renee Montoya because they're yeah. they're the relationship that I like the most. Oh, yeah. Once OTP. OTP. Once you're sh- pairing. Once you, I keep saying ship. Once yeah, you're pairing. Uh, yeah, they're but when the New Fifty Two started, they killed Renee off off panel. And then swept that under the rug when Rebirth started. And then, the, and then in the New Fifty Two, the question became like like a god or something. Yeah, weird. the question like, of God or like something like that. The Trinity of Sin. Yeah, oh, so yeah. Dumb. Trinity of Sin. So bad. Jesus, I forgot about the Trinity of yeah. Sin. I didn't. They oh, DC man. hated so much they killed her. They killed Pandora. <laughs> Pandora, Phantom Stranger, and the Question were part of this Trinity of hey, Sin. Hey, instead of having this cool like detective ground level guy be that, how yeah. about we turn him to like a cosmic entity? No. Yeah, yeah and uh, Renee Renee was the question, but yeah. she had she had died off panel in the fifty two and so Kate uh had was paired with Maggie Sawyer from yep. the Superman books and J. H. William was building to their in, uh, eventual nuptials. They were gonna get married. And then DC's like, Nope. At the time Didio was like, Nobody can get married. Sorry. <clears throat> There you go. Nobody can get married. We we can't have marriage. I don't want I don't want these characters to get married. Yes. We're uh, we're not gonna get married. Uh so they so they just squashed that. J. H. Williams was so fed up he left the book mid arc. Yeah. And so and then they brought Mark Andrejko to follow up. Yeah. Um, there was that that time in DC like there was a lot of shit going on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's so much stuff like I remember, th- I remember Green Lantern like after um after John's left like Joshua Hale Field Club was given the next arc and he didn't get one issue in before they canceled his story and brought on Robert Vendetti. Robert Vendetti. Because they I remember Andy Andy Diggle yep. was brought on to uh, follow Grant Morrison. He did one issue before they fired no, him. He did and, two issues. No, he did yeah. one issue he because Tony one. Daniel did the second and yeah. third. You're right. Because they wanted to, like kill uh uh uh. What's uh um John Stewart? Like, yes, they and, the, to and then Stewart. and Joshua Hale was like, I don't want to do that. I yeah. this is my first time running Green Lantern. You want me to kill this character? So they took him off the book, and then they just nixed the story altogether. Yeah, and I'm like, oh poor Josh. A lot of it's happening again. Oh, yeah. Now that now that John's is left as chief creative officer, like officially, uh, Didio is going unchecked. Jeez. Oh, because boy. like I said, I'm a power hungry. Like he said, he, like I like he's been very clear. He doesn't like legacy characters. Yeah. Uh, there was an interview that he put out where he just flat out said he doesn't like Nightwing. Um, so was the best DC character. so he so he doesn't like legacy characters and John's does so they were they when they worked well together they worked really well together because yeah. they were compromised they have different ideologies without John's Didio's like I, screw them all I don't want them I don't, no I don't one want man should have this much power so they so that's so a lot of what's happened in the early New 52 looks like the patterns are repeating and I'm not crazy about that Aqua Aqua uh, Aquaman uh, Mera and Aquaman are together still right no <laughs> Aquaman is uh, presumed dead oh. and uh, lost lost at sea. That's pretty crazy considering he has a book out. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> the book is basically he's about him being lost at sea. Yeah. Okay. He's like stuck on this god island. Well, you know what? You know who has weddings? Marvel. Thanks. Marvel has a ton of weddings. <laughs> yeah. But not the important one. Which one's the important one? Oh, yeah, the important one. Mm-hmm. That one might be coming back, though. They keep a, t- who, Lewis and, made Lewis a and big Clark? argument about it. Yeah. Oh, oh, Mary Jane? 
He was like, they'll never do it. It's never well, going to happen. under my F reign. You, it'll never happen. No, he said never. Oh, uh, even not, not under his reign. He said Marvel doesn't want it. It'll never happen. Yeah. Spencer's... Face a tiger. He's trying. Hey, I, I, I have always been of the opinion that like there are two relationships in comics you should never mess with. Lois and Clark, Peter and Mary Jane. Those are the two relationships they should be together. Once they were established and clear, they should never have been messed with. And yet you like Bendis as Superman. Yeah. Interesting. Because I don't like it because he's messing with the marriage. Gwen Stacy's the yeah, original. But I, but I know that Bendis isn't going to destroy the marriage. If the end of this arc, if the end of what arc he's doing doesn't end with John Kent back to being a, a 13-year-old boy, at least, I'm going to flip. Flip it. That's a whole other Look, thing. Look, my, my point just being like, Bendis has already said that he has a lot of admiration and respect for the marriage. He's not going to like, they're not going to separate. He's not undoing their love. Mm -hmm. That's all I care about. Like, you can put tension and stuff into the relationship but you don't you don't separate them forever yeah which dc did for a little while yeah they and did. which marvel has done with peter and mary jane almost and I, 20 years now and nope since nobody, brand new day nobody likes that oh uh, yeah i was like early 2000s nobody's yeah. liked any cobbled together relationship they've tried to pull together for peter or mary jane since i will i'm gonna be uh, this is a controversial you like, like the iron man one is that is that what you're going to talk about? They weren't together, though. No, it Who? was just hinted at Iron Man and Mary Jane. No, she was just a secretary. Yeah. No, th there was definitely no relationship at all. Like, not it, it, if anything, people were like, people are just going to, Tony, people are going to assume we're together because I used to be this uh -huh. super hot model. Sure. I'm, But I'm really good with books. We right. should do an episode about relationships in comics. Mm, oh, I, I'd be Ooh, fun. That'd, that'd be, be fun. fun. Yeah. That'd be a good Valentine's Day one. Oh, Ben, you nailed it. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. We hey, might be doing ben that. Grimm and Alicia just got married. Yeah, they did. So did that, um, that was uh, Fantastic Four number six, right? Man, we uh, tangented yep. hard. What were you yeah, going to we say did. that you said was controversial? Know. Oh, Dan Slott. Um, I, the stuff with Anna Marie, uh, the little, the little, uh, the, the 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 short lady mm -hmm. uh, that Doctor Octavius had a relationship with. Mm -hmm. I like that stuff. When he was inside Peter's body, and then Peter was dating this like this. The, uh, a, sh a very short lady. I don't know the correct term. I don't want to be mean to anyone. She was very short. Vertically challenged. Vertically challenged. I don't actually think Under that's five it. feet. Uh, uh, dwarfism, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, and Otto loved her, and then he became Peter, and then Peter loved her, and then when Peter got his body back, he found out he was in a relationship with this girl that he just never met before, and it was awkward and weird, and it was hilarious. Mm. I like it. Okay. Take Moving that. on. Uh, Batwoman casting still. Yes. Um, we did tangent. That, really that was that a was, tangent. Holy that shit. That was fun. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. Um, Cam uh, Camrys Johnson, who had a brief, uh, was on Luke Cage. I don't remember as who. Is going to be cast as Luke Fox, uh, the son of Lucius. I Fox. know that name. That's Batwing, baby. That's Batwing in the oh, comics. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, as we all know, the son of Lucius Fox, uh, played by Morgan Freeman in the in the Nolan films, um, and Batwing, Batwing in the comics. He considers himself the guardian of all things Batman, specifically a symbol. He also recognizes the city's need for a new hero. So perhaps I think this is his fel her felicity um, that like that the you know, man in the chair. Oh, but Fox, I think yeah. we could be seeing maybe Batwing in the show. He, what's uh, what's his name again? The actor's name? Camrys Johnson. Okay, I don't think he's the main bad guy in Luke Cage too because he's really really good. I think it might be someone else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it, that, that's cool. I actually I think it was Batman Eternal where I got most of my Batwing, and I actually liked the Batwing parts. Yeah, yeah uh, from what I remember, he, he was in Detective Comics for a while yeah. too. Uh, he, he, had a, he had his own book in yeah. too. Yeah, he did. And then when when they, that was announced, people were like who? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> because it wasn't I, it wasn't Luke Fox initial initially. It was someone else from Batman Inc. It was a character from Batman Inc. Yes. Uh, and then that person died, and Luke Fox took it over. I think. Lucius Fox. Anyway, Nicole Kane, 
uh, from the new Netflix series You, mm-hmm. uh, is playing Mary Hamilton. This is a new character, uh, so far as I can tell. She's Kate's stepsister. Mm-hmm. Who's who's the actress? Nicole Kang. Kang. Okay. Um, I'm trying to place who she was because I watched you. She's Asian. Oh, um, I think I know who, who okay. it is. Okay. Um, she's excitable, talkative, and an influencer in the making. What Mary lacks in a filter, she makes up for with her compassion for Gotham's undiscovered, underserved communities, provi- proving she has more in common with Kate than she thinks. Well, we got our we got our team. So Kate yeah. actually does have a twin sister in the comics, uh, Elizabeth Kane, who becomes the villain Alice, mm. uh, who's this kind of like ghostly. She dies what and becomes villainous. this name. Yeah. Uh, she dies and becomes a a ghostly uh, kind of like a La, La Llorona type oh, okay. character. Um, really cool, really spooky stuff that J.H. Williams set up. So that's that's. So I think perhaps she might be in the, uh, ex- be in the same role. It's like a Killer Frost thing. Like she's Maybe. good, goes evil. But this is a new character so far as I can tell. Okay. Uh, Alrighty, moving on to trailers. Two trailers. Umbrella Academy. We'll yeah. start with. Yes. Uh, looks real good. There's a talking monkey, you guys. There is a talking monkey. He's a butler. It's great. I'm surprised to see the talking monkey. Yeah, dude. Um, uh, very, very, very stylish. This looks very. It reminds me, um, aesthetically, kind of like Legion a little bit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the next trailer, it's kind of almost. The They're same both style. very stylish trailers. Yes. Um. Uh, yeah. But the other one reminds me a little more of Snyder's Watchmen. Yeah, well, I can see that. Style wise, style wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all. Um. So the good way. Yeah. Yes. The Actually, good way. um. Well, we'll talk. Uh, so, Umbrella Academy, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like a like I keep saying it's a spunky X Men, mm-hmm. like rated R X Men. Um, a kid goes into the future by accident and sees it's gonna end, and he comes back and is like, "Hey, we have eight days to stop the world from ending, and people are trying to stop me, so we got shit to do." But this kid is is from the past, and he yes. goes to the far future, and then comes to the and then comes to future? the the previous past, and be like, "Hey, guys, I got prob- we got problems." Yeah, it's it's weird and awesome. Yeah, so that's why there's this one. One kid and everyone's everyone else. Everyone grows adult. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, it looks really good. I'm really I'm really looking forward to that. Is that a Gerard Way song in the trailer? No, that would have been cool. No, yeah. that's a cover. Uh, I heard on K Rock they were playing it. So like, hey, this is gonna be the new trailer. This is the new trailer for Umbrella Academy. I was oh. like, yeah, it's uh, it is a good um, song. Yeah, Hazy Shades of Winter. Mm. Cool. Yeah. I forgot who covered it, but it's it was Gerard Way. It comes out. I don't know. Soon. Yeah, real soon. This yeah. is Netflix, right? Yeah, yes. February fifteenth, yeah. actually. Heck yeah. Okay. Same day, uh, Dragon Prince uh, s- season two comes out. Ooh, oh, rad. Oh, yeah, it's fast. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know that. I didn't. I need to look up. Once we're done, I'll probably look up a trailer if there is one because I cannot wait for Dragon Prince season two. Yeah. I love that show. I can't wait. And the boys. Hell, freaking yeah! This movie, this show. I'm more interested in this show. I hear they're back in town. Okay. Ah. This show. I'm more uh, interested in this show than Umbrella Academy. I'm yeah. interested in both, but yeah. this one looks right, right, really cool. Yeah. Um. So it's taking. I looked it up. Uh, it's taking a kind of different turn from the comic. It's still about uh these people who work for the C- CIA and they're they have to keep superheroes in check because the Seven, who are the Justice League, uh, they are superheroes, but they also don't care about collateral damage and they kill civilians willy nilly. But because they're saviors, everyone like is like cool with it. Uh, in the comics, the boys have superpowers. In this, they're not. They're regular people. And that's a very big difference. And that makes the fighting between them going to be much more interesting. Because they fight the Seven sometimes. Uh, Do they for sure not have superpowers in this? It's conf- uh, At least at the beginning, it's confirmed they're regular people. Okay. Um, and they might develop them later. Like the thing with Mother's Milk. Uh, there's a black character who gets his superpowers by drinking his mother's breast milk. And he's mm-hmm. like a 40-year-old man. That's how he keeps his superpowers. So if they don't have that in there, that's a real big, silly, crazy thing I wish it was in there. Uh, but it still aesthetically looks awesome. 
Yeah, this is yeah. real good. It's it reminds me um, in a way of the satire of like Starship Troopers, where like we're the seven, we're here to protect you, but then like they have disgusting like murder orga- uh, orgasms, murder orgies the next day. There are yes. uh, propaganda. Yes, yeah. propaganda. Yes, the, there's it looks super sexy and mm-hmm. super stylized, very graphic. Uh, I love Carl Urban, Car- and he's gonna have a oh man, he's oh, I'm so excited. He's such good casting for that character. Yeah. Yeah. And Simon Pegg plays the father of character that he was in, that he inspired. Yes. So he? Uh, uh, in the comics, the artist drew him to be Simon Pegg. Yeah. And he's like, I, if they ever if ever gets made, I want Simon Pegg. But you know, but he's tw- aged out of the role. Twenty now. years later, uh, so he's playing that character's dad, which is super cool. That's cool. Yeah, uh, both look really cool. I'm really I'm really excited for Heck both yeah, of them. Dude. And the boys is Amazon's. Yes. Yes. Uh, alrighty then. I guess that'll do it for our news. Alrighty. Anything then. else Yo. you guys wanted to bring up before we move on? Um, Punisher season two came out. Um, so wait for that cancellation next week when we talk about it. Yep. <laughs> All right, then for today's topic, we have a what is a hype versus expectations? Yeah, we want to touch on Ryan. Sure. This is your, so your uh, we have a uh, Kingdom Hearts three coming out. Yes. You know, you know, thirteen, fourteen, three years, thirteen, nineteen, twenty-eight years in development. Mm. Uh, it's arguably, arguably the the most anticipated game of all time. Yeah, actually, since Duke Nukem, yeah, since Duke, yeah, Nukem. since Duke, yeah. But see, the thing is, like that franchise was like always like, oh, it's fun and good, but like it doesn't have the following that like Kingdom Hearts has. No. Um. So, uh, with something like that coming out, um, you know, we all have our favorite, the like, favorite things. Like, I'm a big Marvel guy, so like, I Infinity War, I thought was like, you know, the final thing. It's Endgame now, but like for me, Infinity War was like, I don't know if I could be more hyped for something. Right. I don't think it's possible. Um, going like something like um going into a movie with certain expectations like something like with glass for you like um you th- you thought it might be one movie or it's something that you you thought you wanted and it didn't turn out that way so it might have affected your uh you know viewing of it something like less jedi for me or you know i thought i was getting a certain movie it it didn't reach that potential or expectations sure. but then you know just talking about it like oh i i i understand this isn't what i was going for right or or even going back to like episode 1 People really enjoyed it at the time. Oh, Phantom Menace. Because the hype yes. was so high. Yeah. yeah. And then they look back and think on it and they're like, isn't the cinema score it. for that film still ridiculously high because of that hype? Probably, yeah. I believe it. Because the cinema score is like people coming out of the theater, like, right. what did you think about this? Yeah. And like, if people are like, oh, it was great. It was amazing. So, like, it's like. Because you were just. Because, like. How could it that be? That was bad? such an earlier film market where we didn't have a lot of sequel, as much sequel and revival stuff in the big sci-fi genre kind of stuff going well, on also it was like it was like 15 years later yeah so like there yeah. was so, such so a long there was so there was a lot of like it's just so good to be back in star wars and it's yeah. like yeah mm-hmm. i bet it is i bet it is yeah yeah too bad it's real bad yeah yeah it got there yeah uh something like uh like for me like twin peaks like i you know i twin peaks came out in 1992 so i was born in 1992 but literally 25 years later just as the original tv show said i'll see you in 25 years we got a sequel show and that like i can't imagine being an adult waiting 25 years and seeing that show come back that's incredible nothing like that happens and it'd be as good as it is uh so i just want to talk about you know things like that because kingdom hearts coming out ben yeah um it's it's being called like the unrevealable game because that game's gonna sell no matter what people say about it and i'm actually actually i had a a fanboys moment the other day where i was at work and i just had this this sinking feeling in my head is like what if it sucks yeah it's it's certainly possible Me, me sitting in front of every me sitting down for every star wars movie 
What if it sucks? No. Yeah. Or no, for like for you, like Godzilla, like King of the Monsters, like I think one of your most anticipated <laughs> yeah. movies like yeah, ever. My, ma- my most anticipated movie. Grabs his heart. Imagine yeah. that movie sucks. Like I can't imagine it, right? I just had a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've I've seen some like IGN gave it like an eight point seven. Um apparently Game Informer the issue hasn't come out yet, but they gave it a nine point five. Mm-hmm. Uh GameSpot gave it an eight. So They've been saying the gameplay is good. You want to play this game for the gameplay and the and the Disney stuff. Whereas the story, the story is it's the same. As much as I love nonsense. Kingdom, as you guys know, Kingdom Hearts tattoo. Yep, that story is stupid. You had a Kingdom Hearts tattoo? But, I had no idea. Shut up. It that story is so convoluted and silly. It is the writing is bad, but you go there for the gameplay. You go there for it because it's a fun for friendship. Time. Yeah, you go there for a fun time. And hearing that other <laughs> that reviewers that what. What, Brandon? Sorry, I just remembered a meme. Where's the dinner sequence in Trek 2? And it's like, Trump, Hillary, Trump, Hillary, uh, Donker, Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon Go. To the oh, park. yeah, from 2016. Pokemon Go came out. I remember. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, so luckily, a bunch of reviewers that I know and trust, trust with their opinions, they've been saying this game is good. Mm-hmm. So, And me, I know I'm going to have a great time with it. But there actually is a time where the hype for going back a few years, the hype for Kingdom Hearts 2 was just so high for me. Because I loved Kingdom Hearts 1. I would play it, replay it constantly over and over again just to sate my thirst for it. Chain of Memories, eh, whatever. I would just go back to Kingdom Hearts 1. Mm -hmm. 2 comes out, and for the first few weeks, I'm like absolutely loving this game. But then I was like, you know what? The story just got really confusing and convoluted for me. And then I would go back to playing Kingdom Hearts 1. So I do admit that Kingdom Hearts 2 has better gameplay elements, but I have still have more of a fun time playing Kingdom Hearts 1 than I do Kingdom Hearts 2. I think that was more of a review for the first couple Kingdom Hearts games, but I think what you're saying is... is, is well, the right. hype for Kingdom Hearts 2 was the just idea, like up here. The idea here. Of, of, of overhyping something for yourself, like I'm always very... Yeah. I'm always I'm, I'm trying to get better at o- not overhyping things for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, saying... You know, I, I got to the point, like I really liked Logan. Like, Logan. I think Logan's an amazing movie. Logan is. And when... But when I got to work the next day, and I was working at the comic book store, my my my, my friend slash manager, uh, he was like, uh, "Yeah, I don't know when I'm gonna get to see it." And I was just like, "Yeah, see what you want." Like, I think the movie's great. I wanted to be like, "You gotta see it because it's amazing." But you have you risk overhyping that f- experience for that person. Paddington. That happened Paddington yeah, most yeah. recently, with, with, <laughs> which with I Sparks. still acknowledge is a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, got a little overhyped though. Yeah, actually, good exa- good example along those lines: Mad Max Fury Road. That movie's fine. To me, I think the movie's good. It's I totally understand why people like it. I it but at the time for a little I while saw, you didn't. You're right. But for God, I, but awesome. I got to the point by the time I saw Mad Max Fury Road, it had been so overhyped for me. I had people saying it's the best action film ever. It you, you it's going to be your favorite movie of the year. Like people were saying personally for me, mm-hmm. this is the best movie you will see all year. I'm not going to lie. I fear seeing John Wick 2. Oh Don't. Yeah. no! Just, just I'm just worried no. that I that I've overhyped it for you. I I fear it a little. Yeah. So I uh I I can see that just it, it, it's not the next coming of Christ. It's just a sexy ass great action movie. Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. you, got, you just got to remember like just because I really like yeah. it, just because Ryan doesn't mean that you will also have that same experience. Yeah. No, I, I think know. leveling your your no, height. that's and that's what we're talking about. I'm like mm-hmm. you know ba- balancing that out. Yeah. Uh. So, but Mad Max Fury Rose for me. By the time I finally saw it, I'm like. 
Okay. As I had an interesting level of this because I was talking to some friends yesterday who haven't seen the new Broly movie. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of lukewarm on Dragon Ball right now. They haven't really gotten into the new stuff. They saw the last two movies and they didn't really, they liked Battle of Gods but didn't care that much for Resurrection F and wasn't enough to make them want to watch the show. They're not as hardcore into that as I am. Um, and, but I was like, but you, but I know they used to be big Dragon Ball fans. Right. And so I'm like, I'm going to tell you that this movie is like the best Dragon Ball thing. And I want you to know that. And so I'm saying you need to take the time and see this. Now, I'm not saying you're going to like it as much as I do, but I can promise you you'll like it because mm-hmm. you're a Dragon Ball fan. And so it's having to ride that level where you're also trying to trying to say like, seriously, make the time for this. You will appreciate it yeah. without overhyping it, but being like, I know, I know you will like this. There's, a, there's, right. there's also like a weird subconscious thing like with <clears> hype <throat> and like, like, you're like you telling me this is the greatest thing on the planet. It's like a weird thing. My brain's like, okay, so I'm not going to watch it right now. It's like, yeah. it, it, I don't know like what it is. I bet you there's a scientific term for like for it. But like anytime somebody's like, yeah, you should definitely watch it. For some reason, in the back of my mind, I'm like, Oh, I'm just gonna put it off even more now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's not something I want to do, but like you know, it took me so long to to get in the Dragon Ball, but I finally did. There right. is there is that element of like, you know, I think I think it's you're bracing yourself, like you you want that hype to die out of yourself, mm-hmm. so that by the time you see it, and I, I've it's done fresh. I've done it before where people you know people are getting on this thing like this great so great you gotta watch this. Bird so Box great. it happened with Bird Box Bird Box I don't want to watch um, that movie. <laughs> Yeah, like I keep hearing like Bird Box is so great and I'm just like, I'll watch it because I, I want to have that experience. I don't want to come out being like, it's not as great as you said it was. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that's actually happened to me a few times um, with some friends of mine and even a guy at work. Like I remember I was telling him how much Infinity War was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, granted, this gentleman's an older gentleman, but he comes back to me and like, man, Infinity War is stupid. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, say what? Because he kept going on about- you want to sa- fight, bro? <laughs> no, no, obviously I wouldn't I'll do fight you like Broly. No, I wouldn't do that. But he kept going on saying like, "Hey, how come they just don't don't use the time stones?" Like, what do you mean? He's like, "Yeah, just like use the time stone to stuff." It's like, and also don't he think about it. Yeah, and also he kept get hung got super hung up about why Thanos took his armor off. I'm like, because he doesn't. I will. Need I will it. Thank you. Yeah, I use your. He's argument. done car- conquering. That's his conquering yeah. armor. He doesn't need it. He has the Infinity Gauntlet. Who also, is he, he protecting? Does, also, as far as I know, he doesn't read a lot of books, but. I felt bad because I would tell him, I was like, hey, this movie, he would come to me, he's like, hey, Black Panther is good. Yes, it's good. Go see it. Hey, is Infinity War good? Yes, it's good. Go see it. Also, hey, that's is your a, hang hey, up is, in Infinity War is why did he take his armor off? It's weird. <laughs> no, but I think, would, I think what you're saying, like, I, you know, I totally get what you're saying. You know, you feel bad when you yeah. overhype something yes. for people. Because every time, every movie, I've seen, like, even Ant-Man and the Wasp, he comes up to me, he's like, that was the dumbest movie I've seen all year. He's like, that was a great, that was fun. What are you talking about? He's like, it was just so stupid. I was like, did you wait till the end? It was like, did you wait till the this end? It sounds like somebody who just doesn't like these movies. Yeah. But it's weird because he loves going to see him. Like, he takes his son to go see him. Okay. Like, Maybe because his son likes him. So I think that there is also a level of how familiar you, how familiar you are. Yeah. Because, like, it feels like it's easier to overhype something like Paddington for me, which I hadn't had any connection previous experience connecting with right then it is to overhype something like godzilla or dragon ball for me i'm like no i know i know i'm gonna like that right you know like there's a confidence in your familiarity of it like oh you couldn't hi- overhype infinity war for me but i think there's because also, like i'm gonna like it, or yeah. it's harder it's not necessarily impossible but it's a challenge yeah. because the familiarity makes it so like you're more aware of what you're going into whereas if it's an unknown thing you're like you're hearing all this positive buzz. Your imagination is running wild of the possibilities that of what could make it good yeah. rather than having any kind of ground basis of what that level is. If I may jump in for a hot second, 
One time when people were hyping it up for me and it delivered was Stranger Things Season 1. Remember how much hype that show got before we actually saw it? Yeah, after, that, that delivered. After we were done, because I remember everyone on my Facebook, people who did see it, they're like, go watch Stranger Things. This show is amazing. You're going to love it. I sat down and watched it. Five hours later, I was five episodes in and looking at the time. So I could go for one more. The most recent example is Spider-Verse. Yes. I don't think I've read a single negative thing about that movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think, well, I think you know, use your example, Ben, for for Stranger Things, yeah, the hype really worked for yeah. Stranger Things. I watched. It, I was like, yeah, you're right. That was that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, like we but see you, tr- but you can get you can get to the point where you've overhyped the next thing for yourself mm-hmm. so much that you can make yourself disappointed. Going back to expectations, yeah. Like Stranger Things season two, I was very disappointed by. Yeah. Like, uh, but I was, but I was. Your expectations were high. My expectations were. You're really right. No, high. there's expectations. Knowing your expectations is part of the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I thought I. Th- I think that it was just I with Paddington as an example. My expectations were just I didn't have any in particular. Mm-hmm. I wasn't keeping them low, but I w- didn't have them high. I guess I should have been keeping them a little lower. Right. Uh, I let I just kind of unchecked them, and I was like, oh, maybe I should have lowered these a little. Again, yeah. reiterating, I really like that movie. No, yeah. I just yeah. it just I recognize that it was a little over. He's got a he's got a sign on his <clears> back. <throat> I hate Paddington. Yeah, totally <laughs> not. Uh, I oh. was saying in the car to them that uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. I enjoyed a lot. My expectations were pretty low. Yeah. Right. Mine yeah. were pretty high. Yeah. yeah. Because of coming off of that first one, mine and was, I really liked that first one. Too. And going, me going back to Kingdom Hearts 2, I was super hyped to play Kingdom Hearts 2. Then I'm playing as Roxas for two effing hours. I'm like, where the hell is Sora? Oh my gosh, everybody hated that. Everyone. Even I was, got- pl- <laughs> I was playing through that shit last night, and I'm thinking, I was like, why is this so Man. ungodly long? Middle Gear fans wanna, are like, oh, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to what you said about Godzilla. Um, an interesting thing that happened uh, with the Godzilla 2014 is that you know it's a Godzilla film. I'm predis I'm predisposed to enjoy a Godzilla film no sure. matter how, how bad or good it is. Right. Yeah. And for Godzilla 2014, I convinced myself that the film was better than it is. Mm-hmm. Like for many months, I was like that film was great. But primarily, you did that with Into Darkness too. I did do that with Into Darkness. I Into Darkness. Had a higher had a higher crash for me. There was a huge, yeah, did. We had a huge hype for you and I going. That to thing d- fell out of space and crashed to the earth pretty fast <laughs> for you. Yeah, did. Brandon, I remember you and I going to the theater and we're like so hyped for Into Darkness because we're like because finally Star could, Trek two. Because for me, Star Trek Godzilla, how could these be bad? Like yeah. it was the first. It's it's you know I was still relatively young when these movies came out. Godzilla less so, but you know how could. I be disappointed by a franchise I've already spent so much of my life enjoying. Yeah. Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. Not to mention the marketing. Like, and I'm not bashing it. It's kind of something I like about that Godzilla movie. But the the marketing 100% misleads you because. Oh, Cranston. No, because it makes you well that too. But it makes you believe that they're fighting Godzilla because there are several shots where you're just seeing Godzilla be the horror that they're afraid of. Yeah. They are literally different shots that they replace in later with other monsters that he was Mutos. fighting, like the scene where he's roaring and then the closed door, yes, the, the doors yes. close. Yeah. They make you think it's him that they're afraid of. Yeah. They're but then of Mutos. course he like roars and then the Mudo shows up. Then the doors close. And also everyone's biggest complaint, you, uh, complaint of Godzilla 2014 is like there's not enough Godzilla. And marketing is a level of your expectations you just can't control. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like you, you can. I mean, you can do what Mike does, Mike Matola, and just, just try to avoid anything. the trailers as much as possible. We're not yeah. strong will is, though. <laughs> is intelligent in some cases. Yes. Uh, but but certainly like I think there are 
definitely movies that have gotten smarter about. Infinity War would be a great example of where they replaced those shots. I don't think they it ruined anything off of expectations. Not no. at all. But Godzilla, I do think that kind of worked to its disadvantage because you were expecting a certain type of film. Mm-hmm. Oh. That it just wasn't. You're expecting Jaws with a giant monster. Yeah. Um, you were expecting uh, Brian Cranston versus Godzilla, and that was not that movie. No. <laughs> uh, a a really movie. good example of great marketing, and it's not even like that good of a movie, but the the uh, the Dwayne Johnson Hercules movie. Oh, yeah. That is a movie that is 100% marketed as he's fighting all these monsters. Right. And then all of the trailer stuff is in the first two minutes of the movie, yeah. and it's all like fake stories. He, it's that movie is actually about a team that helps him like uh, uh, have this persona of a Greek god, but it's the Hydra is just seven dudes, and the lion is just like a giant dude with lion uh, Man, upheld. That movie is almost a good movie too. Yeah, it's it's not it's fine, it's totally fine. Yeah. But I respect that it completely subverted my expectations. Right, and, and I'm like, s- oh, and sometimes that's really yeah. great. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, that's pretty cool. Like, uh, a great example of of the count the an opposite argument of the familiarity and how that affects your hype for something. Uh, Ben and Brandon, we all went and saw the crudes and we were 100% wrong about the quality of that film. (laughs) Yeah. I remember there's a case to be made and and our expectations being that low. We loved that movie. Like nobody's business. We thought that movie was incredible. We all three of us were walking out of that movie with like, that was really no, the, heartfelt. The, that was the, the really moment, good. The moment it starts and they're getting food and I turn to Sparks and I'm just like, is this really good? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, I, am I having a stroke? Is are this the, really good? And I'm they, like, no, this is really good. Are they seriously running like superheroes? This is like oh, even a uh, uh, belt, the sloth. He's my favorite character. I love that. Yeah, the movie's real good, guys. Yeah. Go watch the crudes. But that's, but that's that kind of thing. Like we had, because we had just such non-existent it, like, it, it was it was casual like ah oh, we'll just go see this because we wanted to see a movie together and nothing else was playing our expectations were so unset that movie blew us away yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan John Wick chapter 3 like you and I we're I'm, probably like uh, massively excited for this movie I'm so stoked our expectations are up here um, he, it's yeah. his favorite movie of last year I, I yeah, know the other year. yeah uh, our, our expectations are super skyrocket high for chapter 3 like I th- what if it doesn't make? What if so, it doesn't meet them? Yeah, um, I think so. Specifically with this year's group of movies, twenty nineteen, like I feel like I've got my all my expectations set. Mm-hmm. They're all pretty good because uh-huh. like I already got John Wick Chapter Two. If three isn't as good, I still got two, baby. That's that's we're gonna be fine. And this and it looks three looks great. Mm-hmm. And like Infinity War. Uh, so going into Infinity How's War, Dragon Three, How to Change Dragon Three, yeah, like I mm-hmm. like those, yeah, those movies are gonna be good. I don't need to worry about them. They're all like the ends of yeah. Things. There's a, there's always those movies where you're kind of pretty confident at a certain point, like How to Train Your Dragon Three. I'm like, I'm not worried about it. Not I'm gonna have a good time. I don't even need to think about it. I don't need to worry about where my expectations are. I don't need to worry about like I'm gonna. And that's kind of nice too to just kind of know. I'm just gonna go enjoy it. That's yeah. how yeah. I'm not about, worried. That's how I felt about Infinity War this time last this time last year coming into Infinity War. I was like. That's going to be good. Yeah. Actually, that's kind of how I felt about Ready Player One. I walked in and I was like, I know what I like. These guys know what I like. I'm probably going to enjoy it, even though you guys could probably bash my head saying, it sucks, it sucks, it sucks. I'm still probably going to like it. I don't like think it. it sucks. No, no. I'm saying you could have done that, but you didn't. Yeah. That's fair. It, Book sucks. <laughs> yeah. Once again, I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, along those lines, you know, going back to Pacific Rim Uprising, like mm-hmm. I think that first film is really good. Yes, I think it does. The, the the care and the love in that movie is just so. Uh, you don't see a lot of that in in blockbusters. You know, Del Toro clearly cared about developing that story and making and creating that world. Um, Pacific Rim Uprising had none of that. 
So it took away what I appreciated about the first one and and put something else in its place, and that something else wasn't what I expected, and therefore I was disappointed by it. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is pretty much what, what happened with with Pacific Rim Uprising. And it happens a, a lot. Like uh, we, I was saying, Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald. My expectations for the Harry Potter franchise have We're been already yeah, that low. movie that yeah. movie hurt you. Yeah. yeah. It it did yeah. deeply hurt me yeah. to the point where I watched that movie and I had to I have not been able to go watch the Harry Potter movies again mm. and I kind of was keep reminding myself I do like this franchise. Yeah, I do right? like this franchise. I do like this franchise. Even when yeah. I go to Universal I and I go to Harry po- Wizarding World I'm like do I like this anymore? No, See, I do. That's, that's, I do. I still that's do. why my whole thing. I always want things to end on a good note because, like, like I I love Lord of the Rings, but the last Lord of the Rings Lord of the Rings thing got was The Hobbit. So, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, the last thing was The Hobbit. I don't want to invest in this franchise anymore. Sure. And it's like that's terrible because I used to love. I still the love Lord of the, the Rings, Rings movies are yeah. still great. Yeah. They are great, but like, there's that little. But ad but something has 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 tainted, has tainted its yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of it's kind of sad. Yeah. Or on a on a opposite side of that like i'm nervous about the last uh, the last star wars film because mm. the last jedi is a so really different. great thing and yeah. i'm nervous about jj abrams coming back because i'm like star wars is in a good place as far as i'm concerned yes mm-hmm. but yeah, then like solo notwithstanding th- yeah. but then three quarters of the internet disagree with you even and even solo didn't ruin that for me though you know like yeah it, yeah uh, three quarters of the internet by the way, that's over exaggerating. It's like I'm, a quarter of the internet doesn't like Last Jedi. Yeah, but still, the ones who don't vocal. like Last Je- Jedi are super vocal, and it's just vitriol. And that's but that's but that's not that's neither here nor there to right. like how I right. feel about it exactly. But the next movie could be a thing where like if uh, I fear it being a Grindelwald situation, I'm like, oh man, I don't like Star Wars right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. I don't want that. What's crazy to me is like my expectations for Grindelwald were already low. Oh yeah, and that movie still made me mad. Yeah, yeah. See, it's, my, Grindel- that's, it, that takes a lot for me to get mad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Grindel, I, mean, I had some hope, but once again, expectations were for Grindelwald were super low, and yeah. then they it it was just horrible. We I dug even deeper. I wish I could remember what the moment was, but I had a very similar experience to Dragon Ball Evolution with Grindelwald, which is that oh at God. Dragon Ball Evolution, my expectations were so 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 low. They couldn't get lower because yeah. they could not get lower. Like my expectations, because I'm like I'm a massive Dragon Ball fan. There's no way. I've seen the trailers. There's no way this movie... I'm just going to try and have fun with whatever they give me. 30 seconds in in that movie, they go, the Ozaru, who was the slave of Piccolo, and I'm like, all right, I already know that this movie's going to be 100% wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I could just not care about that. Thanks for telling me 30 it's seconds in the movie. Thing, uh... I don't need to care about that. So yeah. in Crimes of Grindelwald, something cued me in, and I don't remember specifically what it was. After Johnny Depp's breakout scene in the beginning... There was something. I think it was something he will about pay for his crimes. Something about the discussion that happens involving Newt after that, and what he's doing, and like he's talking to the girl, and and something in there made me go, "This movie's not going to be good, Sam." And I'm like, oh. "Who? Yeah." So, so, oh man, I don't. I mess myself up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is, it just went. This movie's not going to be good, and I'm like. No, what you're doing is you were whispering to your handler. That's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I just this movie's not going to be good, and I knew. I knew. I was like, okay, just don't even, you know, don't even expect anything good. Don't look for the and because this didn't happen at Grindelwald, but with Dragon Ball Evolution, for example, there would be the moment where like 
Bulma would throw out a capsule and something would pop out of it. And I'd be like, oh, that's kind of nice. Oh, that's neat. Like, I'd enjoy because I'm like, don't expect do anything think, to make you do that. I do think yeah. the capsule effect is pretty cool. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it, it, you put it so far down yeah. that, that like, the smallest acknowledgement like, of something good is like, hey, that kind of made me yeah. feel better. Thanks. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. One of the things I actually, as, as you guys know, the only time I ever saw Last Airbender was on Netflix. But as we were going up to that movie, the trailers looked amazing. The th- I would watch, the, they would have like these little burbs on Nickelodeon between Last Airbender episodes. They'd interview him and he would say, yes, I've seen all of Avatar The Last Airbender. I know how this great this series is. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, M. Night Shyamalan did Sixth Sense. He knows how to direct kids. This might and be everything, good. Everything and everything visually in the trailer was like, yeah, that yeah. looks exactly like it should. Yeah, and then this, I didn't see the movie in theaters. I knew I saw it from, at midnight. I knew from freaking MySpace. I knew looking at some of my friends' reactions on MySpace on how bad that movie was, and I stayed far the hell away from it before my curiosity got the better of me. Hey, Have you still not seen it? No, I've seen it. Oh, okay. Hey, guys who don't know what MySpace is, it predates Facebook. Look it up on Google. There you go. (laughs) It's Facebook before Facebook. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's especially with franchises, I think it's really, you got to be really careful about knowing where your expectations are. I had this discussion with Ryan about Glass where I was saying that I was nervous based before we saw it. I was nervous that M. Night Shyamalan had rushed it in, in comparison to like the amount of time he usually takes to so make a movie. So here's the thing. I looked that up and you're kind of wrong about that because okay. he literally makes a movie every two years. The most time he's ever spent between movies was between Split and Glass. Okay. So he's actually done three years between this movie. It's two years. He's made a movie every single two years for the last like decade. Well, not before the visit, though, right? Yeah, no, yeah, no, because he did After Earth. Oh, after yeah. Earth, yeah, That's yeah, right. he did The Happening, After Earth, Avatar, uh, The Visit. Uh, he's done everything like in two year increments. Mm. Yep. After Earth is the one that we don't we don't talk. Yeah, about. Yeah, we definitely no. forget about we, that movie. We don't. Even we remember know. the Last Airbender. We don't forgive about the Last Airbender. We yeah. don't talk it was, about it. After was Earth. Uh, it was uh, Happening, Lady in the Water, Signs. Uh, uh, they're all just every two years. He has something popping out. Yeah. And then he waited uh, like two and a half, three for this one. I had fun with the happening. I mean, gradually getting worse in quality anyway. <sighs> yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I, but I felt like he was going to be rushing it. Yeah. I still stand by that. I still feel like that script's not as polished as it should be. Yeah. Um, but having now be being past it, I'm like, you know, now that I think about it, if he'd waited as, any longer, like four years The interest years would be gone. No, the hype would be too high. Oh, the hype would be high. Oh, yeah. And it, it probably would have fared worse. Yeah. Uh, because the hype would be too high. Yeah, that's true. So, so I thought about it, and I'm like, yeah. And I, I don't know where what I'd prefer, him to have made a more polished film or for the hype to have gotten too high and ruined it anyway. Yeah. That's, well, that's that's an interest, interesting situation, too. Yeah. That's like a weird sequel. because it, But it's a you know this built-up-to thing, but I think it's especially challenging when you're talking about franchises you love, Godzilla King of the Monsters coming out later this year. Like, <laughs> what if it's bad? Yeah. And, and I'm telling you right now, that movie's probably going to be pretty good. You should probably start lowering your expectations. I know. Because I, I think you're too high up there. I probably am. See, all right, go ahead, Ben. No, I was going to say, because Godzilla's King of Monsters is also my most anticipated movie of 20, uh, 20, oh, was it 2016. 2016. 2019. And I am trying to keep myself grounded. Like with Kingdom Hearts 3, I am trying to keep myself grounded. Every single time I stay in trailer, I my hype intensifier just, I'm like that toad gif. I'm like, ah, I can't control yeah. myself. Yeah, it, it's gotten to the point where, you know, you know, I, I'm a little surprised that Godzilla King of the Monsters is my, is my most anticipated. anticipated because I'm should, not. Look at your wall. Shut up. It should be It should be Avengers Endgame, like yeah. realistically. Like, yeah. I, like, it should be Avengers. It should be Star Wars. Do you see what not. I was talking about where Endgame isn't as hyped as Infinity War? Uh, for Endgame, for me, I'm kind of in a, pl- in a place where I was talking about before. It's like, I'm okay. Yeah. Endgame's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. I'm good. 
See, I for me, because like we all have our like favorite like franchises, like and like you know mm-hmm. we all like Marvel movies. Like I I got a Marvel tattoo. I really like Marvel. End- you have a Marvel End- tattoo? What? Sure I do. think Endgame so anticipated for me not and it's it's the wrong kind of mentality, but it's probably why I'm gonna be able to enjoy the film. Is I'm more anticipating what it means for the future. Yeah. Than I am yeah. the movie itself, yeah. and that's yeah. what's got my hype so high. Yes, but I'm kind of okay with it because I'm like, I think that means that everything in the movie I'm going to enjoy it because I'm not thinking on it that it's much. It's weird. Yeah. I think because for like for Avengers and Infin- for <clears throat> both Infinity War and Endgame, Infinity War we were knew it was the culmination of ten years. Ten years of our lives were devoted for this, and Endgame it's like it's like a calm hype. Yeah. Whereas. Where it's the real culmination of the yeah. event, eleven years. Yeah. Because the big event we've been building to was in Infinity War. It's uh-huh. not in Endgame. Yeah. Hey, guys. What? Real quick. I'm sorry. Real quick. Uh Samuel L. Jackson is in six movies this year. Three of them are Marvel films. Yeah, oh cool. yeah. It's the year of, yeah. say, year of the Fury. Isn't this a record of like someone playing the same character in amount of movies in one year in theaters? Absolutely. Three in a it's year. Three yeah. movies where he's the same dude. Yeah. 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 And well, one of them he's playing Shaft. Yeah. Again, he's reprising his role as Shaft. Yeah. Shaft. Cool. But for in-game, we're in a calm hype where it's like we know it's going to be great, but we're just not like jumping up and down. Unlike me for Tuesday, because I've been waiting 13 years for this damn thing. Mm-hmm. See, I had to back off Kingdom Hearts 3 hype because I already got disappointed. And I'm like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna lay off. Uh, yeah. yeah, You already got someone spoiled something for you? No, what? nobody spoiled anything for me. I just realized that they weren't going to announce any new worlds past a certain point. And I'm like, oh, damn. That's a bummer. Yeah, I don't because I'm like I feel like really makes I feel like worried. this many years I'm like yeah. I wanted one more world. It really makes yeah. me worried that like there aren't any going to be like secret ones. There's, I don't like, think there are. That's kind of a bummer. I don't think there are. That's and a I, really like I, I I reached a point where I'm like oh they're actually not going to announce any other worlds. Mm. Wow, that's kind of a big bummer. So yeah. what is this amount of years and that's that's all the new worlds we get? Yeah, yeah. I want to take kind of my gummy shitty. ship to other worlds too. Hey, you know right? what a gummy ship is? You Did said it, it, right? Yeah. Apparently, yeah. the gummy ship in this game cool. is actually pretty okay. Um, yeah, people do say the gummy ship sequence is like much more entertaining than it's been in the past. What? Yeah. Cool. What is? What has been your most anticipated movie of like of all time? Like of what's all time? All time? Yeah. All time? Like what's the oh. one? Um, what's like for me? It's probably Avengers, the first Avengers. Cause that's like yeah, cause that's yeah, like that, that's the that moment was, that was real. As like it, as like a comic guy, like th- I this is unbelievable. You know what? It's a tie for me. Yeah, it's a tie between Avengers, the first one, and epi- Star Wars Episode Seven, Force Awakens. You were, uh, yeah, I was hyped. I for seven, was but, so yeah. hyped for Seven. Yeah, it was Seven. I mean, I remember the hype for Three because it's like this is how the saga like, saw it at midnight with grandpa. Ev- Saw it twice with my father and my aunt. And then episode seven comes out because we thought we were never going to get Star Wars again. And everything about it looked great. Thank you, Disney. And it was, and like I said, I cried during the opening crawl. I cried did. tears I, of I joy. Got, I got a little teary. Fanny uh, makes fun of me for that to this day. That was uh, that was a great moment sitting in there and getting it's really it's really yeah. cool because like we were I mean we we saw like we could see Phantom Menace as a kid but we were all like children yeah we were like, kids this we is had like, no idea this is we our separation was, real we thought Star that was the greatest Wars. thing ever I saw, I yeah. forced my dad to take me three times to see that movie yeah. in theaters yeah Star Trek I Star, Star Trek on nine Star Trek on nine okay. yeah that, that was, was my really, most anticipated film I don't I, know what my most is I'll tell you what uh, I'll tell you that Avengers was definitely high up there yeah uh-huh. I know and for me. Toy Story 3 was high. Mm. I'd been wanting Toy mm. Story 3 for a long time. And when that was finally announced, I was so happy that they were making a new one. That was real hype for me at the time. But I got to tell you, one of the strongest ones of most recent memory 
I don't know if it's stronger than Avengers, but really strong up there. Akira Toriyama making Battle of Gods for Dragon Ball Z. Mm, yeah. That was him returning to that franchise like yeah. decades later. And I didn't think we were going to get anything uh, new, That's a big ever. deal. That was huge. And going to see that in theaters, that was huge hype for me. I was losing my mind over that movie. <laughs> um, oh, um, yeah, for sure. Metal Gear Solid Five was super hyped for various reasons. One, because it's 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 the last entry in this franchise, but it's Kojima's last game mm-hmm. at Konami. Uh, and it's like, it's the this is the re- Revenge of the Sith. Like, it's the middle piece that connects the 30 years of video games all in, in the final game. Uh, so my hype was insane, and luckily that game was good. Uh, and now he's working on Death Stranding, and I can't have ho- hype for that game because I don't know what the hell's going on. Funny thing So is, it's impossible to know what it is, so I can't be hyped. Yeah. So I didn't have a whole lot of hype for God of War. Uh, the, I did. The new I was one. really hyped for. God I was War. excited for it, but I was once again. I was thinking it's probably gonna be more like brr, yelling. Once the reviews came out, then I was like, oh, okay. Because people this is were telling me, people were telling me, it's like, dude, God of War, play it. So I paid for it, and after I was playing, I was like, no, hype is real. Yeah, this this game is like game of the year. And Brandy, you would probably be happy to hear this, but Game Informer, both the readers and the editors, picked God of War as game of the year. There you go. Nice, because we did the review special, right? Sure, totally. Yep. <laughs> That's the why year. they did it. Game of the year Absolutely. edition. Absolutely, guys. We are we are movers and shakers in the game world. <laughs> so, uh, so it's hard. It's hard to think of something that that doesn't hit the okay. So, train of, so here of the here's like films. a two parter. Uh, like, what's the most anticipated you've ever been, and it and it wor- and it succeeded it, and what's like the most you've been anticipated something, and it completely failed. I got one. My like, I got like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull real quick because I saw that at midnight, and that movie like wrecked me. Ooh, because that movie's bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. That bad. was real. I think so two thirds of it is good. I think there are really great moments in between some real shit. Yeah, I'll agree. Yeah, I think the ending is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> just Shia LaBeouf swinging with monkeys. I'm just like, uh, Stevie, what are you doing, dude? He's doing. Steven, bye. I never wanted to make this movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um. Oh. Ooh, um. So, Star Trek: The Darkness. I was super excited about. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, it was real that bad. Obviously, bombed on you real bad. Yeah. This I, is this yeah. is going me going in the way back machine. My first ever pre-order that I ever put down money for a game was Mega Man X7. It was mm. the first Mega Man X game for the PlayStation 2, and I could not have been more hyped. There's going to be a new character, 3D levels. I was so excited. I was I jumping up is. and down. We got the game. I put it in. I <clears> couldn't <throat> play as X for the first 20 hours of that game. I finished it, and I hate myself that I did because I kept trying to convince myself this is a good game. Yeah. This is a good game. It is not a good game. It is utter trash. It is Horrible, and my dreams were just just well, stomped like on. The seventeenth Mega Man. What do you expect? It was the seventh. It was the seventh X Mega Man. Mega Man. Yeah, X, X is ten. Oh my oh, god! <laughs> Ryan, stop. <laughs> um, I think most anticipated that like not only met but exceeded expectations was the first Avengers. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, that that movie. I was like, how can it be this incredible? It's so good. Like that you can't replace that moment. It's what DC got wrong in their whole building of a of a cinematic universe. They did not understand how putting it all together, that feeling is yeah. so powerful. The, the infamous shot at the end in the Battle of New York where like yeah. it's like a one shot of all the Avengers of all doing them, their things. Yeah, yeah. And like our theater was going crazy. Yes. Dude. And like I remember like this is this is the real deal. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Is, they just kept doing it. This Marvel's, is the thing. Yeah. There's this great college humor comic. It was like a short little strip I saw. It was like a diehard nerd and a Casey casual. 
Whereas uh, good old the, Casey. Yep. Whereas the nerd was buying the books, they were talking about the movies. The case casual was like walking by a theater, like, oh, okay, that looks awesome. There's like there are these things that you may not agree on, but you can agree on one thing. And the last panel was them like holding hands, like staring at a movie screen, saying the Avengers was the best thing you have ever seen in a movie theater. At the time, yeah. yeah. At the time, uh, uh, Avengers: Infinity War would be the one that matched my. I was really excited for that one, and yeah. for me, that movie like met it my did. expectations. Yeah. yeah, I I definitely went in um, expecting a bigger movie, but that didn't let me down. It just I was like, oh, it's this is a different movie than I was expecting. So now my anticipation for Endgame is a little cooled, so I'm not going in thinking... Yeah, man, you were, might just, you were thinking just we were going to see Eternity. Well, because yeah. like, the early reviews were saying like crazy shit, and I'm like, I don't think they would be this hyperbolic without crazy shit happening. And crazy shit did happen, just not the way I thought it would happen. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, that was me for Last Jedi. Because yeah. I thought I was expecting one thing, and I was like, this is a whole second Luke chucks the lightsaber is like yep. we're in different uh, territory uh, alright remember crazy shit to the normal audience is Thanos crushing a moon and throwing yes. it at people right yes. <laughs> that was crazy for us too well yeah. I know but like yeah. but like Ryan immediately went to eternity shows up no, well, yeah, yeah. Like, well my specific the one that I saw specifically was was John Schnepp did a review of some of the Collider people and they were like crying at the end and they're like you guys can't even believe the things that happened in this movie so I'm thinking they finally went full cosmic of course they didn't so like now I know like that's why I'm not as as super hyped as Endgame because I'm like all right so I I don't know what's happening but I kind of know the movie we're gonna you get kinda, you kind of know what yeah. we're, we're not getting a giant sure, sure. Galactus sure invasion. sure us comic book people we know that when a hero dies they're not dead for long whereas yes. Casey Casual aka one of my best friend's moms was mad that they killed oh, yeah. Spider Man Black Panther everyone and his and her son was like. They're not yeah. completely dead, Mom. Just right. just wait till the next movie. I, yeah. I still think we should stop calling them dead. They just disappeared. Yeah, they're Schrodinger's They're on the soul stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, uh, we... I I hope that that means maybe Episode Nine and and Endgame are really gonna blow people away because the expectations will low. Yeah, and I hope that they'll hit high. I hope that'll happen. Uh, I can yeah. tell you my I thought of it while Ben was talking. The one that. I can recall really anticipated and it did me dirty, did me real dirty, and I really hated. Oh yeah, sure, uh, <laughs> that did me really dirty. Halo Five. Yeah, I agree. Oh, that was really? a game that I anticipated. The marketing lied hardcore. The marketing one of the biggest absolutely one thousand percent lied to you about what that game was about. They hyped it up with this podcast that had Colby Smulders and uh, uh, Keegan Michael Key on it. Wow. What? Making, what was this podcast? There's, there's a podcast building up to Halo Five. It's Keegan Michael Key investigating who Master Chief is, and he's I like, "Listen to that. It's that a fantastic. It's a fantastic podcast. I was listening to it. I listened to the whole thing leading up to the Hunt game. Hunt the truth. And the there's game no had truth. absolutely. I remember, Mike nothing. Coulter is Mike, a, Mike, Mike Coulter, Coulter did a uh, did a mini, uh, did a mini yeah. series online. Mike Coulter is the visual look for Locke, but they didn't get his voice for the game. Right. Yeah. What the it, hell? It, 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 Nathan Fillion's face on that Spartan. I'm like, no, yeah. thank you. No, the the whole thing is it builds up to the story and the tr- marketing built up to the story. Such a and lie. the game was not that story at all. And it was terrible. Was so <laughs> the story <laughs> sucked. And I was like, wow. Wow. I was ready. Digi-dirty. I really was yeah. sucked in. Digiturney. Yeah. We, 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 should, we should start wrapping up. Yeah. But I just want to bounce off that real quick. Uh, Halo 5, really good example of I wasn't disappointed by it. Yeah. Because everyone had told me They didn't lie to you. <laughs> everyone had told me what that mo- what that game was. I bought it weeks after it came out. Everybody told me exactly what to expect. How nice for you. And I got <laughs> what I expected. It's yeah. still I mean, I totally agree, like that shitty marketing. Yeah. Um, horrible. Horrible marketing. And, and so totally lied to me and I bought it. And, and one of the things well, yeah. real quick before I before I wrap that yeah. uh, this point up. Uh 
nobody gives a shit about Halo 6 because of how badly Halo 5 hurt that franchise. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. The thing is, see, the marketing sucked because the marketing was so good. Right. And they lied to us. Yeah. yeah. It's not what's the Thanos quote? It's that you lied cuz you're so bad at it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's it's what was the um it, the Arkham Knight thing? Mm. Uh, how Rock, it's an original character. How uh, uh, Rock City, right? Yeah, Rock Where yeah. kept saying it's an original character, it's an original character, when they should have just said nothing. Yeah, they shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> yeah. Prometheus been... is not a prequel to Alien. Oh. It, it smiles. <laughs> Tell that to the <laughs> facehugger monster at the end. Although, Prometheus is not although a prequel to Alien. Although I have to admit, the best twist in Talk Arkham... Talk about a movie I was hyped for that I hated. No, although I have to admit, yeah. Arkham Knight kind of the hype luster after I did start playing it. I think Arkham Knight is a great game. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is a great game. It is a good game. But the best twist in that movie was when the Joker came back. Yeah, that's a good secret. In air quotes. And, and yeah, it made me, it made me like forgive the Arkham Knight thing. Cause, yeah. Because I was like, oh, you were hiding something much better. Yeah. And they did. And it was yeah, awesome. It's true. So, it's true. They misdirected. Uh, my, my biggest anticipated game and letdown was No Man's Sky. But that's a real funny situation because yeah. that game came out like, uh, over a year ago, but they've done their damnness to give us the game they promised, and now that game is awesome, and I'm right. still playing it now every once in a while. Sure. Um, so it's a really weird situation where, yeah, because movies you don't get, you don't, that you don't happen. have that opportunity. The yeah. movie's out, right. and then it either did it or it didn't. They don't get to like re-edit the movie. No, except if you're except George if, Lucas, except yes. if you're Blade Runner or yeah. something else like. That. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah. Smash, there's five different ones. Smash Bros. The hype delivered for me. Ah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, sure. The hype, the hype delivered. I mean, I haven't been playing it recently because I'm trying to catch up with Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. But the hype delivered, and I could not stop playing Smash Bros. Dragon Ball Fighters. Fighters. That's a good one. That mm. delivered hard. Yes, it did. All right. So let's get in final thoughts. I think. I guess. Uh, I guess like just a small discussion on before we before we're in wrap up. Just like how what you find your experiences now. What do you find are the best ways to handle your expectations? You know, you've been. We've all been there. So what are you doing, especially with this coming year's slate of media material? I really to, struggle. To cornerstone yeah. yourself. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. I've gotten start better. Lowing, lowering <laughs> yeah. those Godzilla ones. Oh. I do not want you to get hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, because I don't think, I don't, it's not that I don't think the movie will be good. I'm just nervous that it won't be as good as you think. Yes. And you're putting it up too high. So you got to start lowering so, that now. Uh, For example, yeah. Lion King. One of my favorite movies of all time. Got a live, uh, live action quote remake mm-hmm. coming out today. Uh, not today, this year. And we gotta go, guys. And oh, my shit. my expectations are real low because I'm like, I don't want you to hurt me. Yes. I really yeah, don't yeah. want you to hurt me. So I'm putting them as far below as yeah. I possibly can. It, it's a, it's a real struggle because I can't control my expectations. I just can't. It's gotten to the point where when you're so close to some things. It's hard. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It is. It is absolutely. I find that you just have to be really conscious of like. For me, I think controlling the expectations, a lot of it is being very conscious of what, where you're expecting to see something you might not. Sure. So, like, being excited about what you've already seen, 100% do that. Mm-hmm. Being excited about something, like, a good example with Godzilla, let's not go in thinking we're going to see Anguirus. Let's really oh, try, but you, but that's an example. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Let's not try to go looking for the thing we're not sure is going to be there. Let's don't, just be excited about the things we know will be there. Don't go looking for eternity mm-hmm. in Avengers yeah. Endgame. Colony, he's an Endgame. <laughs> right? No, <laughs> no. We just talked about this. Wait, or Brooklyn Nine Nine had a joke. He's like, I'm not sure that's the, that's the lesson I want you to take from don't, that. Don't expect another world in Kingdom Hearts Three. I've yeah. learned that. Yeah. Don't, don't do expect that. Sonic the Hedgehog to be good. I don't think anybody does. Bitch, Sonic Mania. <laughs> We've seen those lights. No, the movie. The movie. Oh, the, oh the, no, no, no. That trust. movie in 11 months. Funny thing is, I my expectations for that Sonic movie are, I think, are lower than I had for you Wonder might, Wall. You might Dragon Ball Evolution that for I yourself. I might. <laughs> I might. But I'm, 
for Kingdom Hearts 3. I am trying to breathe because there have been times like when Kingdom Hearts 2 was coming out, I was talking to my friends. I'm just hyping it up saying this is going to be the greatest game ever made. It's not, but it was still a great game. Sure. I still love it to this day. I, 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 I overhyped it and I was dis- I ended up a little disappointed with it. So now I'm just trying to take a deep breath. Um, after playing that fragmentary passage, I am excited for what the battle system is. Yeah. I enjoy what the game is going to look like. That Unreal Engine looks beautiful. Yeah. And my wait is will be over. I know I'm going to love it. But at the same time, I'm going to try and like take a step back and be like, all right, I throw got, away the nostalgia goggles. I've got a good one. I keep constantly mm-hmm. forgetting Shazam's about to come out. Oh, And yeah. I keep doing that because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to get anticipatory about that. I want to enjoy right. it. So I'm trying not to think about because we actually haven't seen that much of it. No, we haven't. So I'm trying to be like, don't even, don't even start picturing all these things that could happen in the movie. Just... Just be excited about what you saw. It looks mm-hmm. good. Just be excited about that. And yeah, I think that yeah. is the key. I think it's just recognizing when you're anticipating something, there's no guarantee you're going to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I was just thinking about this the other day. with uh, This morning, actually, Detective Pikachu. Sure. Because uh, I think we're really excited about it ever since yeah. we saw the, the first Oh, trailer. yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks um, really good on the big screen, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and one of the things I was looking at was like, oh, yeah, Robert Letterman, he did Goosebumps. What else did he do? Shark Tale. But that was like Gulliver's a long Travels. time ago. Yeah. Gulliver's Travels, not that long ago. Well, like 10 years ago, right? less but not by much i'll yeah. give you that yeah. um but also monsters versus aliens That's so we good. should be it's expecting jack black to show up in this supposedly movie, detective pikachu yeah. oh definitely um yeah so it's like one of those things like you know if a director is attached to something i really like and he's done a line of mostly like i don't like these movies but then he he could still come up with a good movie oh you know what a movie that is in pre-production about to start production uh is danny Velnu's dune Yes, that for me could be like that could be like the, the next real big one because that's like that's like the because you were pretty hyped going into Blade Runner twenty. I was very hyped, and that yeah. that's definitely maybe that surpassed all my expectations because right. yeah. I was really scared. Yeah. Uh, so Dune might be that again. So, mm-hmm. but the dude's only made like incredible movies. He hasn't made a good movie. He's only made great movies. No, I'm with you. I so know. it's like man, like my hype for Dune. Like once I start seeing set photos and trailers, I'm like I already know like I'm in it to win it. I'm in it. Dune is a really easy property to screw up, though. It's, it's, oh my God, it's 100%. Yeah. It's incomprehensible at times. So let's yeah. do final thoughts. Let's get out of this. Yeah. Sure. Um, final thoughts, Ben, why don't you um, go first? Take a deep breath. Take a step back and be excited. That's good. That's a great thing. Like when I saw King Ghidorah in for Godzilla, the King of the Monsters, <sighs> on uh, the big screen, <sighs> I almost screamed like a little girl and it was beautiful. But once I again, <laughs> you just got to breathe. You just got to relax a little bit. And enjoy the things you enjoy, but like us, we're in the business of trying to critique. Just try to look at it with a critical eye. Buddy, so my ass is going to be clenched the whole movie watching mm-hmm. that. Being I like, know. is this good? I yeah. know, I know. But once again, we say it all the time. If you like it, own it. If you don't like it, say why, but don't belittle others. So just breathe, be calm, and try not to hype it so much. Unless I, like it's bro- how, I like how you, how you worked in the our don't be a dick mantra. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it don't be a dick. to everything. Unless it's Dragon Ball Super Bowl, hype that shit up, it's worth it. It is worth it. Ryan? <laughs> um, yeah, man, like sometimes like when you're so close to things, like like this year, I have I have John Wick 3 uh, and I have Endgame and I have Star Wars Episode 9. And those are all franchises that are ending, you know, quote unquote it ending. Chapter 2. Yeah. Uh, what was that? It Chapter 2. Oh, It Chapter 2, that's true. I know yeah. you really like Aladdin. How hype are you for the Aladdin live action? Uh, I'm I'm I need I need to see more of it first. Right. But like um I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. But like yeah. not my top like three at all. Sure, sure. But like I, I love Aladdin a lot. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that was coming out. Yeah. Because that's the thing we only got the little teaser. So like I need a yeah. full I need it all in my face. Well, before right I can now all my it. Disney is com- 
you know where my Disney attention is right now. So, I've, or, yeah. I've, I've kind of like eyeballed it. Most of our episodes this year are going to be reviews on just big franchise movies. That's that makes sense because there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot this year. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Like, uh, just manage ex- expectations if you can, and it's like be ready, be ready to like, hey, man, if the Avengers is your favorite thing, don't go in thinking it's going to be the greatest because nothing is ever really the greatest. Nothing's right. perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sparks. Uh, I think you have to walk a tightrope of like being aware where marketing is leading you and mm. and not let it. You know, like it's meant to excite you. You can get excited, but be careful about be careful about when you start anticipating and hoping for for parts of it that it's not telling you are going to happen. Um, and sometimes that's tricky. I mean, even with like Infinity War, Godzilla, as we mentioned, like they they literally show you false footage, and, and uh, you know, just be prepared for. They they want you to be excited, but don't don't uh don't build things up so deep in your mind that nothing could live up to it. Yeah, and it's a challenge, it, it, especially with properties we care about. It's a real challenge, but it's it's I think it's the key and the trick to avoiding being overhyped and to checking your expectations. And so even when other people are telling you that something is really great, um, like in the case of Paddington or something, it would have it would have behooved me to go back because it had been a while to remember exactly what the trailer of Paddington showed, so I knew what kind of movie I was really supposed to be expecting. It's a whimsical bear. Uh, you know, Marley. rather than lo- allowing my brain to kind of create what this movie was going to be, I think that's important. Just remember what you've been shown and try and be excited about the things you've been shown. And it's okay to like wonder about it and all that, but don't don't start creating a narrative. That involves eternity and infinity war. You eternity do confirmed for John Wick chapter three. <laughs> oh, but don't, don't start putting Doctor Doom in Endgame. Don't uh, don't build these. I didn't. Uh, don't put that in my head. No, no. Now I'm I just want saying, it. I'm just no, don't be that damn clickbait article where they're yeah. like, "Is Moon Knight going to be an Endgame?" No, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and as far as like overhype, either f- you doing it, you know, be aware of yourself and everything. Uh, try not to ruin everybody's expectations but also when you're getting overhyped about something just recognize try to recognize it try to be like check yourself you know uh, you're hearing a lot of great buzz that's awesome like remember what the thing is that you saw and try and find what you were excited about in it from that not other people's passion for it mm-hmm. yeah i think it's important that you got to look at for my final thoughts like you know look at everything as it comes because easily with franchises you could always think about like what's the next thing what's the next thing Focus on what the immediate thing is, uh-huh. right? For 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 the sick Marvel, because we're all Marvel fans. I'm not excited for Avengers Endgame primarily because I think I think it's just gonna be good. Uh-huh. But also, Captain Marvel's not out yet. Yep. I'm excited for Captain Marvel, and mm-hmm. once Captain Marvel's out, I'm excited for Endgame. Once Endgame's out, I'm excited for Spider Man, and then I can think about what the yeah. next films are going to be for sure. Phase Four. I'm not thinking that far ahead because it's too, it it it's. You can overhype that kind of my expectations. Going back to my expectations, like sure. what's going to be in Phase Four? I'm not thinking about what's going to be in Phase Four. I mm-hmm. don't care because we still got more stuff coming. I have first. three movies coming yeah. out this year before Phase Four happens. Like I'm good or two Phase what Four, Spider Man Four. Brandon, you and I were talking. I think it was just just you and I a while ago. We were having dinner, and I was telling you about my novel things, and I told you a problem I have is I need to focus on the now. I can't focus on the yeah. Stuff don't be planning your trilogy. Yeah, do your first like one. you can plan what you want. But don't delve everything in the future first. Focus on the now. Focus and on what's happening. To Focus on what's happening. Uh, and I feel like mm-hmm. that can manage your your expectations really easily if you're just focusing on the next thing, the next immediate thing that's coming. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's important also. I got to tell you, as a as as like a Marvel fanboy, like like they they've Marvel's made some like not great movies, but no joke, like the last like five years, like their worst movie is like still pretty okay. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is still a good movie. 
Uh, so like I kind of just like don't have to ever worry about Marvel anymore. They figured it out. Yeah, genu- generally just check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything is possible of being overhyped, except mm-hmm. for Dragon Ball Super Broly, which I think is the best two D animated <laughs> film of the year. So go check that out. Yeah. Oh, 2019. 2018 um, is Spider Man to the Spider Verse. Wait, he said two D. Two D. Oh, that's a um, much smaller and technically, margin. Yeah, and technically, yeah. it's a 2018 film because it came out in uh, 2018 came out in Japan. Japan. Came out Japan first. You're right. All right. Let's Dragon get, Ball Super Broly is amazing. Go see it. Let's get into our book club. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Shop. Yeah, hi. Um, do you have any books? Uh, could you be a little bit more specific? Um, anything readable? For our book club this week, it is Ben. Take it away. Yes, we will talk about Soviet hero Superman from the book Superman. I'm going to start. That's very sad. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, a little racist. Uh, if you're a Russian and you're listening to this, I apologize. But yeah, it is racist. Superman Red Sun by uh, Mark Millar. And hold up, can I yeah, up our, art, art cred. Yeah, art cred. By uh, Mark Millar, who is the writer. Oh, Dave Johnson. Dave Johnson, yeah. Killen Plunkett, Andrew Robinson, and Walden Wong. Those gentlemen did the art. So the reason why I picked this book is because... One of them did the lettering. One of them did lettering. Yeah. Well, I consider that art, too. Let's see. Uh, Dave Johnson and Killian Plunkett are the pencilers. Andrew Robinson and Walden Wong are the inkers. Let's if while we're while we're just going down the credits, uh, Paul Mounts, colorist; Ken Lopez, letterer; Dave Johnson, cover painter. Superman created by Jer- by Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster. Thanks, guys. By special arrangement by the with Jerry Siegel family. Thanks, guys. No, that's not that's not in the that's credits. N- this that's is pre. Yeah, this is pre that. Yeah, I know. Mine's old. My my cup my version has, but anyways. Remember this logo? Yes, I do. Oh, I do. I like that logo a lot. It's it's the, he's it's pointing to the DC logo. Yeah. Now it's like a book that closes or something. No, not that. It's still no. Now it's the new like simple simplified DC logo. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So going back to Superman Red Sun, the reason why I chose this is because this is a perfect story about Superman, where you would think he's the villain because it's one of the greatest what if stories of like because we all I know thought it was because you were a communist. No, I'm not a communist. Oh. But it's one of those what if stories of like what if in the 30s Superman didn't crash on Earth in the Kansas on he crashed on he didn't crash in Kansas he crashed in Soviet Union. Was well, interesting. Ukraine. He crashed 12 hours too late. Yeah, because uh-huh. otherwise so he would have it because President <laughs> Eisenhower's rotation. Yeah, President Eisenhower straight up says like if he crashed 12 hours earlier he would have been an American citizen he would have been on our side. Instead he's with the Russians. But what I do love is that Mark Millar is like yeah he's a Soviet Superman but he is still Superman. Constantly throughout the book, um, Piotr, the um, the what's Stalin's adopted son or something? No, Stalin's illegitimate son. Illegitimate yeah. son, yeah. yeah. Who's his security chief? Strap says we should just invade, just kill him, just invade America. Tell, show him our way is better. And Superman is like, no, no bloodshed will be spilled. Even the very first chapter, he doesn't want to become the leader of the Soviet Union. He's just like, I'm just here to save people. Even when he goes to America for the first time to save that um, Russian satellite that fell, Sputnik 2, he straight up says, I'm not here to conquer you. I'm here to save you. All right. There's a lot of points we're missing first. Hold on. Yeah. Before we jump all over the place. Yeah. Um, but I love yes. this book because it does imagine him as a Soviet a Soviet hero, but still imagines him what Superman is at his core, a hero. He's not um, Earth X Nazi I, Superman. It identifies, it identifies the idea of nature versus nurture when it comes to Superman. That's mm-hmm. really the thesis of this. What is nature? What is nurture? Nature, and his, his nature is that he is a good, he's an inherently good person no mm-hmm. matter where he is raised. He, he, it just so happens that he is raised with Soviet values, specifically Marxist values, mm-hmm. which aren't bad communism is a bastardized version of marxist values socialism so it, it's not so he's not a bad guy nope and neither no. is luther 
towards the beginning. Towards, yeah, the, beginning. towards the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Because Luther goes off the deep end. I mean, technically, he's still a good guy because he does bring and usher in the greatest humanity <laughs> has ever been. So yeah, it's this. This book is very Watchmen, you guys. I don't know if you ever read Watchmen. Yes, I have. This book is so Watchmen. It's unbelievable. It's a great. Mm-hmm. It's so political. Having the actual people, having like uh, President Eisenhower and having yep. Stalin in there, having Ken- like it's, Kennedy it's, not dead, and it was Nixon who was assassinated in nineteen sixty three. Yeah, it's a lot of really cool alternate history stuff. All the character interactions and where everyone is. Uh, Lois is married to Lex. The entire comic, which is awesome. Uh, their relationship is so weird. Yeah, because like she is like a one woman, a one man kind of girl, and Lex doesn't give a shit. But she, keep, but he needs like a wife. Like it's, it's so but weird. She keeps thinking about Superman. Yeah, that's the thing. She keeps thinking about there, him. Oh man, there's the yeah. There's the one pa- the one page where it's like you know we uh, Superman and Lois lock eyes for the first time, and it's like yeah. yes. we, we felt something, and you know maybe in a different world, uh-huh. and you know DC Comics of Earth uh, one. Well, they they said they they said um in that in that bit is like in centuries from now they'll they'll write what if stories of that first meeting and of 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 us loving each yeah. other and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and I'm like wow. Bold, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It takes place like uh, after the after World War Two and the Cold War. Uh, uh, you see, you see Batman get formed, but Soviet mm. Batman. He's V for Vendetta. He's uh-huh. there's a lot of just a lot of Alan Moore in this. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. Uh, and Batman becomes an actual terrorist. Uh huh. And he's awesome, and he kills himself, yep. and it doesn't even affect Superman. But Batman's now a martyr. This, this is man. this is Mark Millar at his best. This is some. Yeah. This is book is incredibly. I love this book. Yeah. This book is I really. I always well written. forget that this book was written by Mark Millar because yeah. every time we talk about Millar, especially on the show recently, we talk about how he has great ideas but never finishes them. Reborn. Mm-hmm. Huck. Well, it helps us. There's only three. It's six issues. Prestige issues. Yeah, the three, three issues. issues. Yeah, but these issues are just so good. Like eventually, at the end of issue one, he strips becomes like, you know what? I will become the leader of Soviet Union, and he does. And he's because like, he wants everyone to be fed and lodged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because right. he saw his friend Lana. Uh, Lana. Don't Rush. try. I'm not going to. They're Lana Lang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Soviet version of Lana Lang in line for up uh, some food and. She's like, I can't. I came here for Stalin's funeral, <clears throat> but I have to land for food, and I haven't ate, eaten in like days. Sure. So Superman's like, I will. I can save these people. Well, the first he go like Lois is just in line, and she go, or uh, Lana. Lana's Lana. just in line, and she goes, Superman, and he just shows up like, What up, girl? It's been twenty years. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, Yo, I'm hungry with my kids. So Superman's like, yeah, I'll feed hey, you. Hey, I, I can take care of that. And he goes up to the front and everybody's yeah. like, hey, whoa, whoa. There's an entire whoa. line full of people. Yeah, they're like, comrade, what about me? Yeah, so Superman's like, damn, maybe I do need to be the leader of this country. And like, I don't want to be a leader. I just want to yeah. help people. But maybe I'm the best person for the job. Uh, like his, it, yeah. his his relationship with Wonder Woman is also... It's super weird and crazy. Wonder Woman, cute. interesting Wonder Woman... Uh, Paradise Island makes the mascara makes contact with Russia instead of America mm-hmm. because they're the dominant superpower in the world because yeah. of Superman, and, I, and so like Wonder Woman wears Soviet colors, yep. uh-huh. not American. And she's colors. obviously so in love with Superman, but yeah. he's so oblivious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's so tragic. And like uh, he, she sacrifices like her. Like, I, is it she, she sacrifices break, her powers? She breaks the um the lasso because of truth. she gets like gray hair, and I assume like she yeah. lost her powers because of that. I think because she broke the lasso herself. Yeah, she yeah because Hippolyta- she loses her powers because Hippolyta says uh it says Stalin tries to sleep with Hippolyta mm-hmm. and he's and she says uh if only you were five thousand years older yeah or younger yeah. or whatever yeah. younger um and it's like. Oh, so they can live a long time in this. So why does Wonder Woman get older? So yeah, I think you're right that she loses her powers. Uh, yeah. But like she did that for for Clark. Or what's, is his name Clark? In this? No, they did never, they never get, say his name. They never um, reveal his right. true name. They only call him He's Superman. Superman. Was, okay, yeah, Superman. So like she um, she gives Superman up. McManerson. Yeah, she because gives up her humanity. La- uh, Lana 
Russian version of Lana knows who he really is. Yes. But what he became, because but after he left that farmland and he went to Moscow to help people out, Stalin's like, no, you're just gonna be Superman now. Yeah. And he actually gives Lana that job at the Superman Museum because she's like, hey, you know who I am. Yeah. Like, there's this good scene in the book right before um bat right right before Batman's terrorist act, where Hippolyta's like, Miss, who are you? Because we're all super important, but. Mm. Who are you exactly? And she's like, "Oh, I'm Superman's old friend, and I know who he really is. Like, I yep. know his real name, which is still yeah, they're never having, explained, which is still never given. Like, Superman's like they're having like a ball for Superman, it's and his like birthday, yeah, yeah, and like uh, Hippolyta's there, and like uh, or Stalin's there and stuff. And Savannah's then, there, yeah, and then uh, so Hippolyta's like, so we're all like the like the richest, most powerful people on the planet. Who the hell is this girl? And it's because Lana knows who he actually is, yeah, and he's just like he's just like keeping her rich and, and <clears throat> fed and stuff, right. To keep a secret. That's a good job. Yeah, dude. Like, I love all the political stuff, especially with Lex Luthor. I love his arc and what he becomes. How he creates all of Superman's rogues. Metallo, yes. yeah. Parasite. He saves the world so he can beat Superman. His yes. his Brainiac is the the thing. The whole thing with Brainiac is just awesome. Yeah, how he how he shrinks Stalingrad. Yeah, that's, that's so. Yeah. Uh, and up. the scene with the micro insect that attacks Stalingrad. Yeah, and Superman is like. I'm 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 sorry. I promised you I would save you. I'm gonna be here every hour on the hour. My greatest regret is not saving you guys. Yeah. And I'm like, this poor guy. Yeah. This poor dude. He's he, trying he's so still, hard. I mean, I also love how even when he does have his interactions with Luthor, he's not like, I'm gonna crush you under my uh, Soviet fist. He's just like, dude, what the hell? Stop stop doing this. Come on. And then he's like, go save someone else. He could be in the middle of a conversation with with Stalin. Yeah. And then he'd be like, hey, hold up. And he just flies oh, away. Yeah. There's an help. oil tanker explosion 800 miles away. And he's just always running away. Uh-huh. Uh, that's that's really oh, good. Oh, yeah. Uh, when uh, the first time that, that Lex like, we need to take a permanent, we need to take a sabbatical on our relationship, Lois. Please tell me you understand. Uh, you totally get it. I have to, it's like, all because he, he beat your monster. He didn't beat my monster. He beat me at chess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the monster the, beat him at chess. And the whole, the whole uh, usage of playing chess. Uh, throughout the whole the whole uh, graphic novel is really nice. Oh yeah, and like always with checkmates. This, is, them. this is a very very full of his intelligence, Lex Luthor. Like, I'm sorry, I was just learning another language while I was playing these games of chess while also uh, reading a book. Also reading a book, yeah. and like it also plays up, which not a lot of people do, is plays up Superman's intelligence because he yeah. is also like a s- incredible like right. like super intellect. Yeah, yeah. Like when uh, he meets like, a Bizarro for the first time, he's like, I'm sorry, I just learned the language this morning. I just learned English ten minutes ago. Sorry if it's a little rusty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I so I, I read this book a long, long time ago, and I was like, I could have swore there was stuff where Superman was like the emperor, and I'm like, am I just thinking of injustice? But then, like at the end, like he has created a united world right. through his power, except for America, except yeah. for America and, and Chile. Chile's still not. Uh, yeah. I don't know what Chile's doing, but uh, hang but out. Didn't they? Limon. Didn't they? Didn't they say? I don't remember. No. Didn't they say that they 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 joined just before America turned around because it was looking like America was going to fall Funny apart? Funny thing is, there were um product there were. Um, prodigal states. So some states in the United States did turn communist, but not the, all of them. Oh yeah, because there was a civil war. There was, of like yeah, Eisen, yeah. Uh, I think the, Eisenhower gives independence to Delaware or something yeah. like that. Like no, Kennedy st- gives independence Kennedy. to Georgia. Yeah, right. there's a there civil war seceding from the yeah. Yeah. in like the 90s or something. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, 1986. 1986. There you go. Yeah, you have to be. The cool thing about this book is that not. I mean, the art is beautiful, but you also have to pay a lot of attention to the headlines that people. Because normally when we read comics, we see people with a newspaper. We kind of just like glance over. It's like, yeah, no worries. But you actually have to pay attention. Wonder like, Woman. Wonder Woman goes to. Wonder Woman goes to. Uh, 
uh, America, and, and and when Superman is like, "How is America?" Disgusting. Uh, and she, and she's like, "It's disgusting. It's 1987, and people are still sleeping in the streets." 1973, whatever. Yeah, and people are still sh- sleeping in the streets. And they're like, "Whoa, okay." Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, in the third issue, like when Superman is like reigning supreme and he's acting a little more uh, dictatorish, uh, he has a line that says, "I offer them utopia, uh, but they fought for the right to live in hell." Talking about America, right? And I'm like, that's a really good line. Yeah. And his whole thing is like, listen, I do want to help them, but but I'm not going to force it. That's his whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Brainiac's like, listen, bro, they're not going to do it. Disinvade. Just kill them. Kill them all. Kill them all. Yeah. And he's just like, Brainy, relax. And then Brainy turns on him. And he's like, dude, you think you were using me? I was using you. You're so dumb. The You're line, so dumb, Superman. The line that Lex Luthor uses on Superman when he gives Lois that letter and says, why don't, why don't you just, just put, put the, whole the whole world, world in a bottle? bottle. That, was, and then, that yeah. breaks him because he realizes... I'm becoming the thing that I should never have become. And then Brand's like, okay, uh, re- master plan reveal. Uh, this is also one of my favorite lines. It's it's Superman talking to Brainiac. Uh, and uh, Superman, uh, so people who are are against him, he turns them into into robots. robots. Uh, yeah. So and uh, so Superman's going. The Batmen seem to be responding well to the new personality. Personalities, Brainiac. And Brainiac says, "A steady hand and some pioneering neurosurgery, and even the most persistent troublemakers can become become productive workers of society." Yeah, because right. they had that so metal. Giving thing them a the... lobotomy is gonna fix them, <laughs> Superman. Yeah, they have like this metal thing on the side of their yeah. head, so yeah. you know that they've been like Superman roboticized. Essentially, yeah. can we talk about the ending? It's awesome. <laughs> sure. So the ending is, has has sat with me since the very first time I saw. Yeah, I, it's I, great. I read this book. Oh yeah. So you know it 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 skips generations. You know it's it's talking about like how Earth is all the new, Luthers, all the new piece, new piece, mm-hmm. and then Lex Luthor has brought uh, prosperity to the, the world. Yes, yes, yeah. because the idea is like how how would you be without me? Now's your chance to find out. Yep, now's your chance to find out. And it's talking through Lena. It goes through. I want to go through some of, some of these names: Lena Luther, the artist; Lombard Luther, the Imagineer; Lori Luth, one four five, the mathematician. The math magician, sorry. Yep. Jordan yep. Luth, nine one nine three eight, pioneering necronaut and first man to set foot in the afterlife. Jesus. L- uh, Alex L, Jordan L, Lana L, and of course Lex's Lex Luther's great grandson to the power of fifty, a young man called Jorel, whose IO exceeded that of even his beloved ancestor. Yep. And then I was like, wait a minute. Yep. His IQ was minute. higher. And then you flip the page. Surprise. And it's it turns out that Earth. Was, was Krypton. Krypton the whole time? That's so good, dude. And he'd se- and, and it's not a spaceship; it's time travel. Yeah, and uh-huh. Jor-El sends him back in time to try to fix the mistakes right. that were made. Like back how then. the book begins is how it ends. I'm like, man, that is <clears throat> Mark Millar. This is some poetry, my dude. This is real good. And not only that, that makes Superman and Lex Luthor related. Yeah, yeah, that is and, and awesome. They keep they keep going and like, oh, like uh, Lex, like, oh, in another world, Superman would be my best pal, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, you guys. Don't like, even if he know. crashed, if, like if he crashed in America, we'd prove it best best friends. Yeah, I'm just chuckling. Yeah, man. Um, I I'm so glad you picked this book. This is such a this was such a fun read again. Um, and, and also the fact that Superman is narrating the whole time because you think he's narrating it as it as it happens, but no, he's this narrating is his in the future. Yeah. This is his memoir. Like the scene when Le- when Luther finally does die at the ripe old age of like what three hundred eight hundred something four hundred something yeah whatever, and you see Lois her son and then you see Clark like looking like the newsman he should have been mm-hmm. but he's like I'm not gonna interfere I'm just gonna live amongst them I'm just gonna just chill have a good time and he tells you of all these things and eventually to get to Earth's destruction and he doesn't realize he's sent back into the past to quote unquote save humanity but lands in Russia and like again it's a very Ozymandias plot where Lex even so in the future Lex is like alright it took me like it only t- I'm only off by like .2 decimals but it took me exactly 40 years <laughs> to defeat Superman <laughs> So he's been planning 
the world collapse, America's collapse, the superpower regime of Superman, America coming back up, him becoming president. He's planned for 40 years, and he did it. But he still... That's, that's some shit. Like, I can't believe it. But he still missed a decimal point because Superman didn't die. And, he uh, did miss a decimal point. And right. one of my favorite parts is when Superman's taking, uh, bringing X ship out to how far oh, he can. Good play, and Lex. And he says... Well played. Yeah, well played. Well played, old, yeah, well play. old friend. I love that. I yeah. love that so much. Yeah, dude, this is this is a tremendous book, and they're it, what the rumor they're making an animated movie or or it was the there idea was a, for a movie. A rumor, there's a rumor about a live action movie, I and then there's a rumor for a, for an animated film. This can totally work in like a standalone like uh, animated I mean, or yeah. or live action. Just do its own thing, its own Batman, its own Superman. Like this book is awesome, man. Yeah, just the the designs of this book are amazing. And if like if Injustice isn't your jam, where you don't want a murderous Superman regime, this is Superman saving the world in his way. Sure. Yeah. Uh, while still being like a dictator, and it's such an interesting perspective. And I and all we didn't talk about the Green Lantern Marine Corps. Oh yeah, we oh, did. Yeah. Oh shit, that's the coolest thing ever, dude. Hell Jordan and his like and his Marines, dude. It took me a while, but I figured out the the words that were needed to activate. Yeah, them. yeah. So the twenty four bunch of Green Lanterns, or yeah. even when a uh, uh, future director of the CIA, Jimmy Olsen, shows up James to Olsen, uh, yeah. Lex Luthor, and he's like, yeah. "Dude, what's going on? We you're not doing anything." He's like, "Here, what's this? It's the formula that balance the budget. What? Yeah." There's a Bizarro who, like, his final thing is saving the world. Yeah. The world. And, like, because, like, inherently he is part Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many strong moments that, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, this is peak Millar. Yeah. This is. Uh, all right. So that, uh, that'll do it. And more? Sure. Recommend uh, to the fullest. Yes. Ryan, do you have, what's your book club next I'll week? I'll let you know? know after this. I'll let you know tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. We'll let, we'll let you guys know later. It's an interesting book title. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't know what's going on next week. We'll figure it out. But yeah. so moving on. Um, Today turned out pretty well without a plan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we are a Funko affiliate, as we always tell you. Uh, please click the link in the description uh, and use promo code SHOP10 for 10% off your purchase at checkout. Uh, greatly appreciate the help there. Um, oh, I, I, I do know what I want my book club to be. Okay. Um, episode two of Deadly Class has just premiered. So I'm going to do volume one of Deadly Class. Okay. okay. Deadly Class. Deadly volume Class volume one, one baby. You heard it here. F- you heard it here first. You wrote yes. "Deadly Call." <laughs> Deadly Call me by your name. Deadly. Damn it! You did it twice. Class. <laughs> Volume one. Cool. Um, <laughs> thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you to Jeremy Vellucci, uh, who does our 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 uh, th- themes and things and whatever's. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, collaborations. It was good having him. breakfast with you, my dude. Oh yeah, I finally got to meet him for the first time today. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was I was sad I couldn't see him this, yeah. this weekend. Uh, you can find him on at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards, probably. I don't know if he uses it. Uh, <laughs> you, can find, you can find his uh, his podcast, which is still on iTunes. Check it out. It's very funny. Um, What's it called? Suburban Proctologist. Uh, you can find that on, on uh, Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official or Instagram at Suburban Podcast. It's very funny. Uh, more should be coming soon, so check that out when, when that happens. You can look at the back catalog. Again, guys, it's hilarious. Do yourself a favor. Mike Matola, thank you so much for our logo uh, for both Mithelanias and Fake Nerd Pod, uh, Podcast. You can find him at Mike Matola as far as Mithelanias goes. So sorry, again, about the what happened this week. We, we could not get Mithelanias out. Uh, some personal things had come up on my end, so I will take the blame for that. Mm. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, I am ready to record Sparks when, mm-hmm. uh, when we can. So Mithelanias. Mithelanias. Yeah. So we will get that out soon. Yep. We'll let you guys know as soon as we do. Um 
Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. FakeNerdGuys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben, where can I find you? Ben Magnet 27 on Instagram and Twitter. Expect a lot of Kingdom Hearts stuff in the future. Just warning you now. Spark. <laughs> Ryan, nope. Ryan, try again. Pointing What's at up? Ryan, saying my name. <laughs> my Ryan? name's Ryan Eliopoulos. You can find me at DJ Tony Snark at everything. Sparks. Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter. S P A R K Z Witty. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next time, guys, stay fake nerds. <laughs>